Welcome, everybody, episode 148 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Today's episode is going to be, it's going to be a dual episode, Wolfenstein and Transistor. It was initially only going to be on Transistor, but uh, Wolfenstein got, ended up getting some some pretty good reviews, so we decided that uh, it was necessary to include that in our in our episode this week. So Prompted me to buy it, yep. which I wasn't going to do. Yeah, I, and I was going to wait, and I, I still am in a way. I did want to buy it if it got good reviews, which yeah. it did, yeah. but the way my gaming schedule is working right now, I'm not going to have time right now to play it, but I will we'll get it eventually. Uh, does anyone have, anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Yeah. What do you got, I Eric? played Rise finally nice. for Xbox One. I played Octodad, Deadliest Catch, and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Other than our main main segment. All right, Will. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> okay, Corey, did you get? Did you play anything? I got something a little special. Oh, nice! You got it's your big a, queen. It's a dancing game called Boundin. You're right with Queen. Yeah, I was Boundin. Pretty right on. Boundin, yeah ios game i'll explain more about it later okay and also uh, i wanted to mention if it seems like i'm a little bit distracted it's because i'm watching game three rangers canadians the okay. series is over what are you watching it for we got pretty heated already uh dorset or carcillo already got a game misconduct <laughs> oh boy oh good I for hate, him i hate carcillo but anyway. he didn't deserve it this time though it was it was pretty uh i don't know skeptical yeah it he, was, ne- he never deserves it it was the refs trying to keep the peace right uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot to explain. We'll do it in our weeks. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, I I don't have anything uh, specific to tease. I guess uh, other than transistor, which we'll be talking about during the main segment. Obviously, uh, will nibble bits. Oh, me. Yeah. Uh, my first one is Evolve. Got an October twenty first release date. Um, I'm excited for this one. Are, are we all getting it? That's Probably. one Seems of the neat. two games I'm most excited for. Oh, okay. Perfect. That and Far Cry 4. Yeah. Seems pretty neat. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that game. Um, my other one is Samurai Warriors 4 is coming to the West this fall. I had no, I didn't know what this game was until I saw it was made by um, Tecmo Koei, who made Dynasty Warriors 8, <laughs> and it looks like Japanese Dynasty Warriors. So I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't Dynasty Warriors look like Japanese? Chinese, Dynasty Chinese. They're Chinese. Oh. I'm guessing this is Japanese okay. history. Yeah, probably. Gotcha. Too. With samurai and shoguns and. And I watched like some that. gameplay. It looks it's the same thing, but yeah. you know, I like those type of games. So yeah, I mean, if there's not much coming out, I'll get it. <laughs> When's that come out? I just said this uh, fall. There's stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. So far. Yeah, I know, but I want it. You do. You just love you some Dynasty Warriors. This is different. This well, is Samurai. We were talking about Hyrule Warriors earlier, which is also done by Tecmo Koei, and that's the the, the Zelda, Zelda one. One that's like like Dynasty Warriors. So I'll be getting it for the week. Well, U. me too. Definitely. <laughs> no question. 
When do you know when when it comes out? Uh, it's coming out in Japan in the summer. Okay. So I don't. I, there's no Western release date that I'm aware of. Two or three more but months. We'll, we'll probably on. find out during E3. Yeah. I'm sure. Fall. We'll probably yeah. just tack it on to fall. I hope not. There's so much coming out in the fall. God dang it. But anyway, go ahead, Will. That's all I had. All right, uh, Eric. Mm, I just have one, Dan. Uh, but I'm excited about this one. Uh, Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light are coming to next-gen consoles and PC for $25 a piece, or you can get the Metro Redux pack that includes both games and DLC for $50. Nice. Um, and I think I read that Metro 2033 is being remade on the Last Light engine. Oh, oh, cool. So I'm excited because I never played 2033, and I didn't. I almost beat Last Light, but I... I stopped playing it because I got frustrated with with something. Uh-huh. So I'll probably end up buying the the Redux pack. Both uh, both good games, and I think we all recommend them. They're they're quite good. So yeah, like atmospheric it. first person shooters. Yeah, story. A little more too. story than yep. than your average. Yep. Nowadays, first person shooter. And no multiplayer, I don't think, in either one of them. I, I think would say similar to Wolfenstein. There might be co op, maybe, but probably not even that. Okay. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. All right, Corey, what do you got? Just one for me. GameStop no longer requires its PC client for digital game purchases. Uh, apparently, I guess I've, I've bought a few GameStop game, digital GameStop games for PC, um, but I don't remember doing it. Uh, apparently, what you had to do is download their own, you know, their own uh, games client, their own version of Steam or UPlay or whatever. But now. Uh, as part of their bigger push to expand non-retail sources of, of revenue, which they need to do, uh, now you can when you buy a game, they'll send you a code and you can just redeem it on Steam, Uplay, um, or Origin. Much so better that way. That's nice, yeah. Well, I think they saw how well like Humble Bundle's doing with their games, and Green Man Gaming, and Gamefly Digital are doing with, yeah. with and you know they wanted a piece of that pie. No one wants to download another program to have your games hosted on, you know. Yeah, I, I, I see that side of it, but um, it's like, you know, Steam is the main one that everybody is just always going to use, mm-hmm. and then if there's a deal on anything else, that's, like, the only time they'll go to it. Uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That That's the only time I get games for, well, even deals I'll avoid for Origin, and I don't yeah. buy anything specifically on Uplay. Uh, Origin, has I have a couple games on, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, prefer to have Steam, obviously. It's hard, it's, it's kind of hard for me to not uh, bite on that $10 Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, yeah. See, I already have all the games. That's on Origin. Oh. Yeah, I've got one and two on Steam and then three on Origin, so when I when I get around to replaying the Mass Effect trilogy, I'll have to deal with that, but it's fine. But anyway, continue. That's all. All right. Uh, my Nibble Bits Child of Light is coming to the PS Vita July 1st. If you don't have it yet, give it a shot. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a cool game to have for the Vita. Right? I thought when I saw that, I was like, "That's perfect." Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Vita. Uh, it's great. Great game. Also, Steam in-home streaming is now live for everyone. People can now stream games from a client computer. Uh, uh, client computer being the, I guess it has to be Windows PC, the client computer, but it can stream to a Mac, Linux, or Windows computer with with the steam on it so uh, of course a wired connection is recommended but people have had success using it over a wireless connection so Corey, give it a shot i would love to yeah so you can hook up your laptop to your tv and stream 
Yeah, I can lay in lay in bed with a bowl of M and M's on or, my lap, or play on your laptop. Yeah, and play hardcore. Uh, play my hardcore graphic intensive games. Yep. I I actually wanted to uh, show Eric before we started the trans a little bit of transistor, but my desktop. I, I always turn my desktop upstairs off so it doesn't hog any bandwidth for our Skype call. Mm-hmm. So crucial. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, I hear an echo and I get cranky. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, so, and my last one, Among the Sleep, the horror game where you play as a two-year-old from a first-person perspective, launches next week on May 29th. You're guided through the game by your teddy bear as you examine supernatural events happening around you. Uh, watching some videos for this game creeped the hell out of me. Um, I, you know, I have a young child, and just imagining playing a first-person game in that perspective is is freaky as hell, and it's a game I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, all of a sudden, today got announced that it's coming out next week. I was like, oh, Wait, wait, now which awesome. one's this again? Among the Sleep. Oh, I saw you tweeted that, and I see it's going to be for Project Morpheus. Yep. It's going to be Project Morpheus. It's also going to be Oculus compatible, which is awesome, and it's going to make it even so more So you can scary. go to Chuck E. Cheese and play it? I was going to tweet that. I forgot. Somebody tweeted it. Somebody tweeted it. Oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah, uh, well, I guess I can I can mention that. Chuck E. Cheese is going to have Oculus uh, systems in their thing, which my initial thought was gross. And someone said, now you can go to Chuck E. Cheese, get bad pizza, and pink eye. <laughs> Win-win. By somebody farting in your Oculus? Yeah, oh, or someone with gross, runny yeah. nose and eyes. Oh, yeah, because uh, pink eye initially comes from fecal matter getting in your eyes. When someone so, so, farts on your pillow. Yeah, you're not supposed to bear butt fart on anyone's pillow. <laughs> what movie was that from? Uh, the Seth Rogen one is the one I saw it in. Was it Knocked Up? Yes. I think it was Knocked Up. Okay. Yeah. They give each other pink eye by yeah. bear butt farting on each other. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, Among the Sleep. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's a busy, uh, busy release week next week. Oh, I forgot to do the releases. Well, anyway, Tuesday, uh, Watch Dogs is coming out. That's what our episode next week is going to be about. Uh, Among the Sleep comes out, obviously, on the 29th. And then on the 30th, Mario Kart 8 comes out. So, Did anybody mention the um, Watch Dogs leak? No. What leak? Apparently, it's showing up on uh, Torrents for the Xbox version. Really? Yeah, so some people are playing it already. Yeah, I saw someone on a forum somewhere that had been playing it. When I logged into Twitch just now... It warned me that live streams of that weren't supposed to go up until the 27th and you were punishable by whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, some of the bigger game, the gaming sites can't w- were allowed to right. uh, with permission from Ubisoft. Like, uh, I mean, I'll talk about it during my week, but I watched a, a stream of it for maybe half an hour on GameSpot. So I'll, I'll be talking about that during my week. Uh, so, yeah. Eric, how was your week? It's, oh, it's... I had a... Was I off? I didn't you participate last week, yeah, right? Yeah, you were off last week. So I had a couple so, of weeks here. I had you, were, a, you were suspended. I had a nice <laughs> couple of weeks, actually. Suspended uh, without pay. Last week, I didn't uh, participate in the podcast because my girlfriend was graduating and her family was in town. So she graduated from college. Congrats to her well with done. her b- business degree. Um, and also on the same day as that... Arsenal won the FA Cup. I'm going to request a round of applause from everybody. Sure. I know you guys probably don't realize that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, oh, I saw it on Twitter. Corey refuses to <laughs> to clap, you dick. 
Anywho, they haven't won a trophy in nine years, and that was a big, they're the butt of the joke because they haven't won a trophy in a while. But uh, really good game. They played a shitty team that they just pounded on the two times they played them this year. Uh, but they got down 2 nothing in the first 10 minutes. Wow. Arsenal was down. That's not a good start. Yeah, so as the game was going on, they scored a free kick, and it was a pretty dirty free kick. Real nice. You should see the highlight if you're into soccer. Um, and then they tied the game around like the 70th minute, kind of a dirty goal off a corner kick, and then uh, went to extra time and scored a real nice, nice goal off of a back heel from the striker and... Uh, I probably would have been in tears had I been alone at my house, uh, but I was not, so uh-huh. I couldn't fully enjoy, yeah, I hear partake. You. But I was actually driving in my car listening to the game through Bluetooth on my phone when they scored their second goal, and I just like let out a yell when they tied it, and the people driving must have been like, what the fuck <laughs> is up with this guy? There? But, yeah, really, really good stuff. That was awesome. Um, let's see what else. Maybe that was it. Those were my highlights, I think. Okay. Good stuff. Sounds good. Will, what do you got? Eh, nothing. Nothing. All right, Corey, what about you? Aside from watching the Rangers game right now. Boy, oh, well. yeah, we should probably talk about that. I got a couple things I want to talk about. Can I talk about, can I talk about them? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. You have my permission. Uh, okay, so the first is that I've started watching the second season of House of Cards, finally. Eric, did you watch the first season? I've tried so many times to watch the first episode. Just can't get through it? Mm, I don't, I can't pay enough attention. Okay, I hear you. I, I want to watch too. it. Yeah, I had that problem too. It took me a few tries, and it wasn't until I was on a bus, and like, that was the only thing I could pay attention to, was I able to like, watch a few episodes and get into it. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been on the bus, uh, this past weekend I was on the bus quite a bit, so I watched, uh, several episodes of the second season of House of Cards, and it is fantastic. Uh, just as good as the first, if not better, in my opinion. Um, and it's a, it's a good look into, uh, what American politics really is, and it's not anything that matters. Yeah. Just the way, like, deals are done and how everything is just... It, nothing's based on doing the best for the people. It's just it, based on... It's essentially a crapshoot. What What can you do for me now? Right. Kind of thing. I uh, wanted to mention that. Also, Rangers, yep, they're playing now. They just scored one nothing Rangers, game three. I saw, Will, did you... I saw Dorsett fought uh, Prost, too. He did. Uh, it wasn't a very good fight. They were just kind of holding each other at bay and twisting each other around. Hugging. No, they were arm's length, but, you know, neither of them were really throwing punches. They were just kind of wrestling each other. It was a Coletta fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Dorset fell down, and that was the end of it. And that's when Carcillo got thrown out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Third man in? No, he didn't even do anything. He was unhappy with the linesman for some reason. And Did I he didn't... just have his molester mustache? Is that what it was? Cause I'd Apparently he too. pushed one of the linesmen. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But he probably did. I, I really don't know. Nothing was better than when Carcillo scored against the Flyers. Oh, yeah. And went along the boards, and the Flyers fan was flipping him off. Yeah, that was That was really a great funny. moment. Yeah. Carcillo not known as a, a goal scorer. No, not by any means. So, okay. Uh, also, I wanted to institute a question of the week. Is that okay. something you guys would be interested in? Of Definitely. Uh, and this one sort of made me think of, uh, 
I thought of it when I was writing my trying to write my article a day maze, um, and I posted it at the bottom of one of my articles. But uh, I guess the question of this week will be: What game or game franchise, theoretical or realistic, would get you to buy a new console, regardless of anything else? Man. Wait, which game would would get me to buy it? Yeah, what game or like new entry in a franchise or, you know, it can be a, a theoretical game. Like what type of game would you hands down buy a console to play regardless I, of anything else? I think if the ne- next Mass Effect was like an exclusive to a console I didn't have, which that would never happen because it's EA, but that would get me to buy a console that I didn't have. I know my answer. I hate my answer, to be honest with you. You guys don't have to give me an answer now. It's question of the week. We've got all week. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, this is my answer. Are we answering Do you want okay. it now? Sure. Uh, as much as I don't want them to, it would probably be Last of Us 2. Because I can't think of another one. I mean, Halo's pretty fucking played out for me at this point. Uh, all of them are. Uncharted, I'm like, meh, I'm going to buy it, but... I'm not super pumped about it. Yeah. But yeah, probably Last of Us 2 or whatever they're going to call it. I just hope it's a different story completely. Mhm. Right. In the same world but a different different characters and stuff, that sort of thing. Yeah, something. I just don't I leave that part alone. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, so I'll I'll post uh, the question of the week question in in on Facebook and social media and stuff and hopefully we can get some answers and talk about it next week what, yeah. what the listeners think. I'll I'll have to write down some thoughts too because that was just off the top of my head as a mass effect but as i said that's an ea thing that'll sure. be that'll be on everything so did you want mine was nhl answers? 15 right did you want some answers from the chat uh what you, no we'll, we'll leave it up we'll put it up on social media and if they want to answer then and then we can talk about it next week all right uh-huh. i don't want to take up too much time right now so okay, okay. anything else Corey? No, that's it all right i got a couple things real quick i finally signed up for the nintendo club do you remember doing that when you got your free co- copy of Pokemon, Eric? Prob- they made me sign up for everything under the sun. So yeah, probably. It's kind of it's kind of complex, and you have to answer a lot of questionnaires and yeah. stuff. But uh, the way the way it's it's set up is when when you buy a Nintendo Nintendo game for Wii U, Wii, uh, 3DS, maybe even DS. I don't know. You get a little like red card in there with a code on it, mm-hmm. and when you when you sign up for your Nintendo Club, you, you know you get a a page or whatever that you enter these codes into and it gives you points. I think they're some kind of coin. Maybe it's called coins or I don't know. It's got a name. Some kind of point value anyway. And uh, you get, they offer you like games and, and like stuff for it for, for yeah, I think you can have up to 600 coins. It's like um, GameStop rewards. Kind yeah, of. a little bit. Uh, but, but the, but the stuff that's on there is really cool. Like with the, cause I, I had a bunch of them. So I just entered all of them in like one sitting and I got, I think I have 350, 340 coins. Uh, and I can get, I guess you can use them every time they update. Like, you don't actually lose them when you're, uh, you know, you don't lose them when you use them. But but every time they update the store with new stuff, you can use them for one thing at that one time. Oh. Uh, and right now, the, the games for it that you can get are Super Metroid for the Wii U, which I'm probably going to end up getting because I never played that. But also Mario Kart 64 is on there. Uh, for the Wii U, so you know I could just download that for free. But also, when when Mario Mar- Mario Kart Eight comes out, you get a choice of like five or six different Wii U games that you can download uh, just for signing up for this Nintendo Club thing. So I'm like, that's fantastic. So 
No, it is. That's pretty cool that you get to keep your points too. Yeah, and not not like GameStop where they are trying to rip them out of your hands. But you know, don't get me started. Uh, so there's that. That was cool. Uh, you know, especially with all the upcoming Nintendo games I'm gonna be buying, I'm gonna fill that up pretty quick. Uh, and then the other thing, I watched a live stream of Watch Dogs earlier today. Probably about half an hour's worth. Um, my daughter slept for a little bo- a little while, and my son was occupied playing with his toys. So watch some watchdogs um well i wasn't wasn't that impressed with it is it grand theft auto it looked a lot like grand theft auto hacking i I think a little bit more involved i'm i'm hoping it once you play it and and stuff it gets a little bit better but i was i was i was not that impressed with it so far nothing uh earth shattering no i really think it's gonna be uh grand theft auto with with hacking yeah like the city i mean it didn't look like anything different like i think of sleeping dogs yeah uh as being different because the city the city was very different because it was hong kong and and that's a different feeling uh you know it's a different culture and stuff than what we have here you know it it seemed like a generic city i you know i've obviously never been to chicago but yeah it didn't uh Well, well chew on this dan okay i don't know if you guys saw this but a few reviews leaked out were uh, those true though i heard they were fake Ubisoft says, "Don't believe the the leaked review the the you know the fake reviews. The legitimate ones will come out on release day." Let me guess; they're all low scores. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, how low? They, they could be. They could very well be fake. I'm not saying for sure they aren't, but you know. Did you see how low the scores were? Something to consider. No, I didn't actually. I didn't actually read the reviews or see the scores or anything. But, well, uh, in their launch trailer, all of the uh, you know how they've like flash quotes from the major whatever who talks about their game there was only like one or two that i recognized like game and i sources. saw I, I saw that um and they were just picking out like words like yeah awesome. fantastic they Incred- could have been anywhere in in her article yeah yeah like this game is not awesome or, or just maybe talking awesome. about like the hacking being awesome but the game overall yeah. is a piece of shit you know what yeah. i mean it didn't look like it was a shitty game. It just didn't look like it did anything generic. different. Yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. very, very generic, open world, oh, modern what? day type of game. They, I mean, he, they did do some cool stuff with the hacking, and that yeah. was kind of neat. But I feel like that is going to lose its novelty pretty quick. Well, yeah, that's and the thing that kept me going with Grand Theft Auto is I was into the story for the most part. Right. So I'm hoping that the story that I is like the character good. enough, and that the story is decent enough where I'll I'll want to play it because. The good thing is I'm going to trade Titanfall in towards it and uh-huh. get 40 bucks oh, wow. for Titanfall. That's pretty good. If the same d- deal is still going. I'm sure it is. Um, so I'll only have to pay, you know, 20 bucks for it. So that's good. But damn it. <laughs> I just want a new fucking game to yeah, come out. Yeah, something different. You know? Yeah. It's just getting it's getting annoying, man. Yeah. All right, so that was my my initial impressions. Obviously, we'll 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 be talking about it more next week when we actually have the episode on it, and and hopefully it's wowed me by then. But I don't have a, a ton of faith. Is everybody here getting it? Yeah, Corey, I already bought it. No, not not guaranteed for me. Yeah, I can't imagine you'd get that, Corey. Um, are you done? Yeah, there that's was all one I got. other thing I wanted to touch on. Go for it. I wanted to talk about the USA World Cup roster because uh-huh. one of our fans asked that I talk about it. Um, they released the roster today, and Landon Donovan was left off of it, who is the best American player of all time. This would have been his last World Cup. He scored the biggest goal probably in American soccer history. 
in the last World Cup, and I just don't really understand. I, him and the coach apparently don't get along, but you've got a guy who's experienced, has already won a game in the highest pressure situation that you could ever ask for. He's a ton of experience, the leadership with a young roster as it is, I just don't see yeah. what the fuck the coach is possibly thinking there. You can not like somebody, but he's If they're an asset a, to your team. Yeah, there's guys on that team that just have no business making it over him. Yeah. Like this this guy, Julian Green, who's a forward who they got from Germany, he's played, I, I think, 40 minutes for the team. And he's like 18 years old. He played in the fourth division in Germany, huh. and he makes a roster instead of Landon Donovan. I just don't see it. Yeah. Don't see it. So you're predicting disaster for our... Well, I mean, they're already in a tough group as it is, yeah. you know what I mean? But I I don't like it. Don't like that. Regardless, it does, honestly, takes a little excitement away from the World Cup for me. Right. You right. know? Because that's the guy that people tune in to see on our team. They think of him and they think of Clint Dempsey. Yeah, uh-huh. those are the only two I know. And Tim Howard. Howard. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, really. That's all uh, I and know. Maybe Josie Altidore, who isn't a jack shit for his team this year in the Premier League. I, I don't know. Okay. I just don't. It's, it's not a good move for soccer in this country, for sure. Right. But, I mean, if it works and they win a couple games, he's a genius. Right, right. Yeah. But that's a big fucking if. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. But that's my thought. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our main segment right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 148 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our main segment on both Wolfenstein and Transistor. Uh, Eric, you want to get started with Wolfenstein? Yeah, sure, buddy. Let me pull up my notes here. Um, Wolfenstein. I wanted to have it at least halfway played for this, but uh, unforeseen circumstances came up at work, so I wasn't able to. Um, So I played three hours worth of Wolfenstein, and like I said, I wasn't planning on getting this game, um, but the reviews came out, and they were pretty good reviews for the most part, so, so I went out and bought it. Um... I'm happy with it so far. I mean, I haven't played a good first-person shooter campaign God knows how long now. You know what I mean? And there's no multiplayer for this game. So they have to make a good campaign. And from what I've read, it's anywhere between like 11 to 13 hours, depending on how quickly you do stuff. I'm pretty slow, I think, for the most part. So I'll probably be closer to 13, 14 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the characters. Not just the main character. Uh, What the hell is his name? It starts with a B. Yeah, I should say Blaskovitz. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. I should say it's the first Wolfenstein I've ever played, so I can't compare it to any other Wolfensteins. Not that it really should be, considering it's next gen. Yeah. um, I like the the character that your character falls in love with. I think I've already kind of invested in that story Mm -hmm. and her family being a part of it, too. Um, Yeah. So that that's a good sign for a, for a first-person shooter campaign for me. When I get into the story, that means I'll probably end up finishing it, which is different. Um, it controls very well. The only control issues I've had is trying to go up a ladder. You have to hit it dead center on, and it pissed me off in one of the boss fights. I just 
I kind of was in a spot where I had to run back and forth between towers to get to turrets. And, you know, you're in the heat of a battle against this boss, and there was no health packs left. And I'm like, if I get hit another time, I'm dead. So I'm trying to get up this damn ladder, and I'm not hitting it straight on, and I thought for sure he was going to come up behind me. I beat him, but mm-hmm. it was it was a pain in the ass. I was getting really pissed off with that. Um, the combat's really fun. It's, I really like how they set it up so you kind of have options the way you want to play it. You know, the kind of game where you can stealth, like Sex, you can stealth yep. or go in guns blazing. Um, but not only that, but they set the maps up in a way where you can maneuver you know, different ways if you want. You can go, like, a high route. Um, There's just different ways to go about everything, and I think they did a really good job setting up the maps. Another thing that I like, and I think, I don't know, I would get your opinion on this, Dan, being a completionist. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of hidden stuff around the maps, but you can find a copy of the map, I guess you would say, hidden within the area you're in. So you can go and find the stuff a lot easier. Well, it shows you, Uh basically, in which room all the collectibles in. Do you prefer that, or would you rather just go find it yourself? I like to have a map, uh, especially usually the first playthrough I won't go through and collect everything mm-hmm. on a game. I'll just kind of play the game and, and collect some stuff. But, but yeah, if, if you're doing a second playthrough and you're you know in a hurry, that's, that's yeah. definitely the way to go about it. I know the guy, I think it was on Kotaku, said he beat it in 13 hours and he was only 49% complete. Oh, well, about halfway. I'm trying to do some of the uh, uh, collectible stuff. But the issue I'm running into, well, it won't be as big of an issue now because today I decided I'm trading Titanfall in for Watch Dogs. I was planning on beating Wolfenstein, trading that in because I, I don't, I rarely replay games. Right. So, um, but yes, back to the game. I like how they set up the maps. Like I said, the stealth and the weapons free. I feel like they did set it up a little more to make you lean towards stealth, but you definitely don't have to. I mean, you can just go in guns blazing. It's just. It's harder, obviously. Um, Usually, I don't love, like, a sci-fi thing, but I I do enjoy the robots. One of the boss fights, that boss fight I was talking about was actually two giant robots. They have the the robot dogs that attack you, which is a pain in the balls. But it's it's cool when it happens. Um, Most of the time that I've spent doing it has been kind of like an introduction to the story. Uh, I think you watched me play a little bit, Dan. Uh, yeah, I watched maybe I watched the opening like action sequence, which was awesome. Okay. By the way, yeah, I think probably about the first hour and a half that you're playing it, I didn't even realize really what was going on, but it was just an introduction and some of the backstory to what happened to your character leading up to what the point of this game is, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it went to like a cutscene. Like, this is Wolfenstein with some mu- nice music and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. It didn't just start off like that. Um, graphically, I don't think it's that great. Really? No. I don't know. Really? But I will say, I think two things affected me with this. And Corey's talked about this before. Games that you are coming off playing can affect the game you're playing yeah, now. definitely. And I had just played Rise, which I'm going to talk about later, which is probably the best-looking game I've played on next-gen console. Uh-huh. And it's also a lot more brutal than Wolfenstein. And I've seen a lot of reviews talking about how, like, 
a lot of brutality in Wolfenstein. I'm just not really seeing it. Right. But that might just be because I'm desensitized yeah. to it coming off of Rise, which you, had some brutal killing. You're used to seeing people being chopped into pieces. Exactly. Limbs coming off and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but graphically, I don't think it's that great. I mean, it's it's good. Yeah. All of them are going to be good now, but right. I don't, I'm not like, I look at it and say, holy shit, that looks good. Um, yeah, the, the executions are cool, but nothing, nothing too amazing going on there. Um, there's been some points that I really enjoy the acoustic music in it. The other music is okay, but I've really enjoyed when it's acoustic. Um, and so far, when I was in the asylum towards the beginning, when you're in Poland, there was some acoustic music in there. It's pretty brief, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. So if you play it, look out for that, because I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm really happy with it. Um I guess you can't complain about spending sixty bucks anymore, even for a ten-hour first-person shooter campaign. Considering it's about average, it is. I, and I guess people would argue, well, there's no multiplayer to keep you playing it. But you know what? It's getting so stale with the first-person shooter multiplayer. I don't even care. I was gonna say, and I think you know they they talked about not having a multiplayer so they could focus on the campaign, and, right. and that's something Bioshock Infinite did. And I think it, I think it ended up really helping the story because you focus all the resources on the single yeah. player. Yeah, I mean, I'm into the story. I really like the characters a lot and the relationship that's going on with um, the main character and his love interest, Anya, and her, her grandparents. I really think it's kind of cool, and I hope that they they keep building on that. I heard it's, from what I read in a couple of reviews, they, they felt, and I think this was on Kotaku, they felt like it was pretty cheesy towards the beginning, but the more it went on, the better job they did of going away from the cheese and making right. like a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so I'm hopeful for that because I haven't found a cheesy to begin with. So I'll probably really like it. I'm hoping. And killing Nazis is fun. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> that never gets old. I love how there's like a commander in each area, and that's a thing. Killing commanders, and I th- it, it's almost like a collectible. I want to say mm-hmm. is killing the commanders. So I really enjoy that too. But um, no, I'm happy with it. I, I would suggest it if you're into first-person shooters. It's it's definitely probably the best first-person shooter campaign I've played. I think it was on Kotaku too. Um, one of the guys said that he would rank this as one of the best shooters ever. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. So okay. I, I think the lowest score I saw was like a seven point something on IGN. Polygon gave it a nine. IGN gave it a seven point five. I know. Sign of a good game. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> you know? I've got one lower for you, Eric. What do you got, bud? Just because I pulled out some, some some stats. I pulled some, out some reviews myself, actually. Some some bits here. What do you uh, got? You want to go ahead and I'll I'll chime in after? No, no. You go ahead and then I'll chime in. I'll let you do your thing. And all, then right, I'll... all right. Well, I just wanted to, you know, like we like to do sometimes, kind of compare our thoughts to the, to the bigger gaming website. So I pull up Kotaku to start with. Uh, they said you should play it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I should see who did this review. I want to say it was Nurse Mike Fahey. He's oh. the one that loves this game. He's he's one of my favorite people on Kotaku. Okay. I always like his stuff. Yeah, he, he absolutely loves this game. Um, so he said, yes, you should play it. A solid, satisfying run-and-gun first-person shooter that elevates iconic hero BJ Blazkowicz from glorified holster to actual human being, which... I think it's true. I think you, you do kind of get more of a connection from what it sounds like from the previous games to this one, that you, you get into the character a little bit more than just running in and killing everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think the old ones are supposed to be in the Doom style where yeah. you just run around and kill stuff. I should say, too, I got the Doom beta. I oh, did okay. too, yeah. For this. I didn't try it yet, but... Uh, um, 
Positives, fantastic set pieces and character moments framing each action sequence. Characters mostly worth caring about. Multiple ways to go about conquering each level, which I think I touched on just about all of that. Um, negatives, heavy-handed story hammers. Heavy-handed story hammers home emotional beats until they break. Frequent screen tearing in PC version, which obviously I, I played on PS4, I should say. Um, but yeah, Kotaku really enjoyed it. Uh, Polygon gave it a, I think Polygon gave it a 9 if I remember, I scrolled too far down here. Yeah, Polygon gave it a 9, so that's a pretty good score from Polygon. Yeah. Especially, I don't think they lean first person shooter too often. No. And they gave Child of Light a 7.5. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Or no, 6.5. Really? Yeah, it was pretty low. It was 6.5. Wow. Uh, for their wrap-up, they said, The New Order's humanity makes it something truly memorable. Um, I'll leave it at that. So 9.0, and I would agree with that so far with the three hours I've played. Yeah. Um, IGN, like I said, gave it a 7.8. Pretty low score from IGN. They're usually a lot higher than that for everything. Um, they didn't get the kickback from... <laughs> Who was the developer? Do you know? Id. Id. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's see some of their positives and negatives here. Let's see. Good. Keep scrolling too far. Um, interesting alternate his- history storyline, obviously. I don't want to spoil what the plot is. I mean, it, you, you find out fairly early, but I think you should find it for yourself. Um, high presentation values, great writing and characters. Um, negatives, archaic ammo item pickup, <laughs> and bad dual wielding. I read the, the yeah. dual wielding thing before I played this game. And I love the dual wielding. I don't know. That was one of my favorite things about Halo 2. I don't know what they mean by that. And I guess I could read the entire review to find out, but I don't want to. Yeah. Too long didn't read. Give me a summary. I don't understand (laughs) what they mean there. Maybe it's hard to control. I didn't find it hard to control, especially in a day and age where there's nothing but first-person shooters out. I think you should be able to probably handle it by now. Um, But, yeah, they say the Wolfenstein New Order's emphasis on storytelling and characters makes it a shooter worth playing. Mm -hmm. So. Agree with that. Um, but yeah, you, you get the gist. Destructoid gave it a 7.5. I think those scores are a little low. I'd probably go 8.5 right around there to mm-hmm. 9-ish. But like I said, I haven't haven't played too awful much of it. I'm going slow. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to be closer to 15 hours. That's fine. Yeah, it is fine. And I, I've been trying to use stealth wherever I can because... It's just easier that way. Yeah, I mean, it's easier to knock a few of the enemies out so you have less people firing at you when the shit hits the fan. And it's a little more satisfying, I feel like, but uh, to sneak up on somebody and jab them in the neck with a knife. Yep. I just got this cool weapon. It's a laser wire cutter, and you have to, you don't have to, but you have to, I chose to sneak around and cut through fences Uh to get to enemies and kill them. So that's a pretty cool weapon. But I guess there's some, some pretty sweet weapons later on in the game. Nice. But yeah, definitely recommend it. Okay, Corey, you wanna which which review is the lowest? Uh, well, first of all, I was wrong. It, it, the de- the developer was not it. It's the id engine, but the developer is Machine Games. Okay, I fact checked myself, and it's a good thing I did. Yeah. Uh, I w- once upon a time played Wolfenstein 3D. That's that old one. I played that on a floppy disk. Ooh, oh boy! Nice. How about that? That's good uh, stuff. And then I played Wolfenstein, uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. So you're uh, a bit of a veteran. 
That was um that was a little more modern one, right? That was maybe on Xbox 360 or Xbox. Yeah, I want to say it came out around the time that like Morrowind came out. Okay, so that would have been original. I'm Xbox. placing it in that same era. I could be wrong though. I could be off. I think you're right. I think it was a, a little more modern than than Wolfenstein 3D and and the other ones. But anyway, yes. Uh, okay, so I pulled the review from Joystick, which I know you guys tend to not really like Joystick too much. I just but, I, that's not one of my yeah. I just stops. don't read it. Uh, Ludwig Keitzman is the reviewer. He gave it a sixty. Uh, is that a German name? Yeah, sounds Ludwig. Like. Ludwig. Uh, he gave it a sixty. The Metacritic overall score was a seventy-eight, and the user score on Metacritic was seven point six, which sounds to me about where you land on it, Eric. Maybe a little bit higher. Higher. It's yeah. at least an eight, eight and a half. Okay. Uh, his general consensus was that it's just a creeping mediocrity, is is one of the lines he gave. But uh, I'll read just three little bits here. Uh, Despite a silky frame rate, the rhythm of combat is just off. Taking down Nazi grunts and super soldiers leads to more goodies, but you have to pick up each and every clip, health pack, and bit of armor individually by running over it and pressing a button when the prompt appears. Do you think yeah. that hurt the, the flow of combat, Eric? Um... No, not particularly. I don't. Yeah. It didn't bother me at all. I actually, it was kind of fun during that boss battle because I had to kind of run around and find some health packs, and I had to dodge bullets while I was knifing open wooden crates to see if there was health packs left. I I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun doing that. Okay. I so mean, there's just... a lot of shit lying around on the ground, but just run past it and hit square. I don't. Yeah. People are so fucking picky. <laughs> That that's how games are done. I mean, uh, Bioshock was like that. Borderlands Two was like that. Is you know, he mad good... because it doesn't have like a health regenerate? Is that? It's not Call no, of Duty. No, he's saying that the the fact that you have to go and walk over everything and press a button to pick it up hurts the flow of combat. Oh, so he would rather you just touch it. Yeah, it's. I it, mean, that's what it sounds like anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would prefer that, but I don't think it hurts it by doing what they did. Okay. Uh, characters, he says, and though the quality of the script fails them, your fellow freedom fighters, like the whip-smart Anya and the obligatory former Nazi named Klaus, seem truly pulled together here by monstrous circumstances and troubled histories. I'm not far enough in to comment on that. Okay. I like Anya, though, so far. I didn't even find Klaus yet. Is Anya whip-smart? She was a doctor. So, yeah, I mean, she's smart. <laughs> we'll take it. All she right. was a doctor in the uh, asylum in Poland. But you do you, but you but do like her. Yeah. You like her. <laughs> oh, he likes her. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and then his sort of summation. The greatest problem in Wolfenstein, the new order, then, is a jarring inconsistency of tone and cohesion. The quiet moments in your Berlin hovel feel like they belong in a more contemplative game, yet each new mission dumps you into the next sewer or train with little substance or explanation. It's almost as if there's a tug of war going between the big dumb shooter and the attempt to be subversive, with the result being a game that's not really slick enough to be an action classic and not dramatic enough to draw you in. Sounds harsh. I don't know, man. I I don't need... I don't need my first-person shooter to be over-the-top dramatic like all these friggin' explosions and shit in, in Call of Duty. I just, I don't need it. I think the storytelling has been really good so far, and I, I'm into the characters. Um, I disagree with this guy. So, would would you say that he, he would you 
agree or disagree that it's not slick enough to be an action classic either. Like combat wise, yeah. That... Overall, I because I guess his his thing is that it's it's in the middle. It's it's not a Call of Duty, and it's not uh, you know, it's just a fun shooter. It is. A... It's not dramatic like Call of Duty, and it's not just like a fun run and gun shooter like Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah, I guess it is somewhere in between those two things, but it's got more story than either of those do, and more yeah. character. I feel like. I mean, like I said, I think they they tried to make make it a little more. St- they had to make it a, a better story and and more character driven because there's no multiplayer to carry it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think they did a pretty good job with what they were going for there. Okay, is it a full price game? Yeah. Is this one that just sort of snuck under the radar because I didn't really know anything about it till you it guys did, started talking about it? It did kind it. of sneak under the radar. I mean, it was announced a while ago, but by the grace of gods, I don't think this one got pushed back. <laughs> no, I don't think it did either. Which is weird. Well, we were all kind of waiting for reviews to come out before we made a decision on it because it, it was one of those ones that could have been hit or miss, you know? It was definitely a hit or miss, and I, I really wasn't planning on getting it because I wanted to get Transistor because I, I tend to lean more towards these indie games anyway anymore. But it came out, and I I wasn't sure. I, I knew I hadn't heard Dan talk about getting it, and I knew Corey probably wasn't going to get it. Um, so I was like, well, shit, somebody might better get that. and mm-hmm. So I bought it. I'm glad I did. I like it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more. You're on PS4? Is that yeah, what I got it on PS4. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think he's off base on that one. I think these people are so nitpicky about everything. Like... You can't, you just can't please some of these guys. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Well, unfortunately, it's their job to be nitpicky. Oh no, and I understand that the, you know sometimes you got to do that, but I, I think you got to find the right game to to nitpick with. And I don't think this is yeah. the one. Yeah, I'd be interested to see some of his other game scores. Yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig, Ludwig Keitzman. Can we talk about reviews for a second and scores? Yeah, I actually, I actually had because uh, when I was really pissed off actually when when I finished Child of Light and looking back on the Polygon review that they give it a six point five, and and a lot of people said, well, six point five that's an average score, but to me that's not an average score. It's to me, not. that's a bad score because I think anything below five is just like not worth playing. Garbage. Yeah. So so a game, an average score for me would be like a, a seven point five or eight. Yep. Um, you know, that that's average I think nowadays and obviously the good games are are eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, ten. Yeah. Um so to to me that's that's Polygon saying uh Child of Light is a bad game and not worth playing, which is crazy to me. I know? agree with you, Dan. I think you're absolutely right. If I see a game has seven or seven and a half, I think to myself, Okay, that's probably an average game, and depending on the type of game it is, I'm either going to love it or hate it. Right, because if it's not a genre you typically exactly. typically like, you're probably you probably won't like it. Yeah, right. and I'd probably pass on it. Right, but if it's in a genre I like, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I'll probably buy it at seven or seven and a half. But if it's at below that, I'm probably not going to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, if it, an average score anymore, especially if you're on like IGN. An average score for them is at least an eight, an eight right? Yeah, at least. Yeah, anymore. So it's like, I don't. What are your thoughts, Corey? I know you're not a big fan of the numerical score at all, but I mean, can and that's can part you, of the reason why? Can you see what we're saying though? Well, that that is the... a six point five is a bad score. Exactly, and and what you guys are saying is is exactly the reason why I don't 
really believe in review scores. Right. Um, I think people get a lot more out of hearing what you have to actually say about the game rather than the score you assign it. Yeah. Here's my problem. Uh, I'm too fucking lazy to read anything. And that's why I like Kotaku's yeah. little kind of like our review card. Should you play this? Yes. Here's a small snippet why. Here's a small snippet of maybe why you shouldn't. Here's how long it took me to beat it. Here's what I played it on. Take it or leave it for what it is. You can yeah. read the rest of it if you want, but he- here's what I'm going to give you if you're a lazy bastard and you don't want to read it. Yeah, and actually I saw it in the some, – I don't even remember what game it was, but someone was, was complaining about how a lot of their games are, yes, you should play. And and I think it was Jason Schreier who said the, the way our reviews work is this is – having a conversation with a friend and the friend asks you, should I play this game or shouldn't I play this game? And if they say, yes, you should play this game, then it's, it's like them endorsing. They're like, yeah, I, you should play this game, which is kind of what we go for with our, our reviews, whether we recommend it or not recommend it. Um, from a consumer standpoint. From a consumer standpoint is, is what ours are, yeah. Um, but, but that, I thought that was a good justification for Kotaku's reviews, you know? And just to, yeah, Dan, that's like exactly what, you know, like you said, you know, kind of what we're going for is by doing this podcast and like communicating with the, the people that listen and stuff, we sort of build a relationship with them and they get to know us and they know like, well, you know, I know Corey and Corey likes this game a whole lot. Uh, maybe I'll like it too for that reason. Or, you know, maybe I won't like it for that reason. So like you said, you know, you, you, you build this relationship and it's like having conversations with friends and, you know, one friend's endorsement means something different than another friend's endorsement. And, you know, you, you go from there. Um, it, and it's hard to, and Eric, I'm with you. Like we're all too lazy to sit there and read a bunch of reviews. Um, I don't like it's having hard, It's hard to take an endorsement from somebody who you might have nothing in common with. Yeah, and I um, think that's why it's important to find a couple websites that you usually agree with. Which or is reviewers. What, yeah, or reviewers. Like Dan was saying. Fahey. Fahey from Kotaku, somebody he usually agrees with. Yeah. Find either a couple of reviewers or a couple of websites that you like. Stick with those and probably don't even look at the other ones, honestly. But... And it's that same thing where I have a friend who told me he usually looks at IGN and maybe GameSpot, and I just want to slap him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? You're going to be buying everything. But that's the thing. It's like different strokes, I guess, for yeah. different folks. Just find what, what you usually agree with. Yeah. And for me, I like the way Kotaku goes about it. Yeah. Yeah. And just off of that, I actually had an idea about um, something we can do in, in that same regard. So I think I texted you guys, but remind me to talk about it. Yeah, I have it in um, my notes to remind you. At some point. But okay. yeah, like, and, and even people that are going out and looking for reviews, like, you know, they're just looking for a number. and I do that too, they're, though. They're going to agree or disagree anyway. You know, I, I think very rarely, unless, like you said, you found that person who, you know, seems to reflect your own taste and stuff. Like, most people are going to look at a review and already you know, hate it or like it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, and that's what I did with Wolfenstein, honestly, is I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I thought it was one of those games that was either going to get really shitty reviews or pretty good reviews, and it got pretty good reviews, and uh, I really just looked at the scores for everybody, and I was like, all right, you fuck it. The score and maybe the last paragraph is what I what I look at. Yeah, yeah. and I think actually Kotaku's review for it came out a little bit later. It did. It was. It, I think it was even the next day. It might have been the next day, and they do that sometimes, which is fine. Maybe they need a little more time to play it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention too. Uh, if anyone's kind of new to the podcast, when we do our review cards, um, you probably noticed how a lot of the games that we play and do review cards for are recommended games. 
Uh, and a lot of that is we are because we're choosy because we're a consumer based podcast. We only buy the games we think we're going to like. Uh, and beyond that, uh, the games that we have to finish the game to do a review card for. So we had to have liked the game enough to beat it. Usually, I mean, there's pr- probably a few exceptions there, but yeah. usually we would have had to like the game enough to want to beat it too. So uh, generally, when we do a review card, it probably will be re- a recommend. Um, we've we've had a few like our, I think our Assassin's Creed ones were were not uh, Assassin's Creed three ones were not recommended. But I that actually was, have one I'm going to do soon that's not recommended. Okay, yeah. Um, I I you know Watch Dogs may be one of those games that, that <laughs> yeah, we that nervous we, to fucking <laughs> buy that game that we that we don't recommend. So, but that that I mean it, more often than not they'll probably be recommended from us is, yeah. is the the games we do review cards for. So yeah. if you're wondering, that's that's our rationale for for a lot of positive reviews. So. Yeah, but that's our review rant. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get into that a little no, bit because that good. was that. I, I was really chapped by the Child of Light review from Paul. I don't get that at all. I really don't. That's so piss poor. Yeah, and even I, I think me and Will talked about this. Uh, the the reviewer started by saying, "I don't usually play games like Child of Light," and it's like, "Well, right why, away. why are you reviewing it?" It's yeah, yeah <laughs> yes and no. I guess. Coming out of your comfort zone and trying new things, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Do you always want somebody playing those kind of games that loves the, those kind yeah. of games? I wonder I wonder how they go about choosing who actually does the review yeah. for each game. If it's just assigned randomly or... Right. I think that... Pro- I don't know what the best way to be, go about that would be. That's interesting. I really don't. That would be an interesting question to ask someone in those. Yeah. That, I'm sure that information's on the website yeah. someplace. So, anyway... Any other thoughts on Wolfenstein? No, I, I I recommend it. I'm looking forward to playing some more, hoping to have it beat by next week's episode. Okay. Depends how much time I get in between now and Tuesday when Watch Dogs comes out. Right. That's okay. the other thing about beating games. I tend to buy a lot of games and have to play them for the next episode. And you forget what you're doing in yeah, the last game Yeah, and I kind of get out of things, so you know what I mean? Yeah, but I hear you. I'm trying to do better. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Will, let's get into Transistor. Yeah. Uh, it was developed by Supergiant Games. If you're familiar with them at all, they did Bastion, too. Um, it's a science fiction-themed action RPG where a singer named Red comes into, into possession of a mysterious and seemingly sentient sword named Transistor. Red has to fend off a robotic force called The Process, who are trying to retrieve the sword and Red for a group called Camerata. Whatever that means. Um, starting the game, it kind of... That's just really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Starting the game, it just kind of uh, it kind of just throws you in the game. Yeah, uh, there's no intro, no intro video or anything. The game just kind of starts. The there's s- not there's not even like a start screen. The you game just starts, starts, which I thought was kind of cool. You just it, it surprises cool. you out of nowhere. You just hear the sword go, "Hey, come over here!" Yeah, <laughs> just like what the heck? <laughs> what the heck is going on? Um, so that was kind of cool. It's a it's a very similar feel to Bastion. Uh, the isometric view is the same. The nice hand drawn graphics are uh, they're not the same, but it's 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 the same flavor, I guess you could say. Uh, and then there's the narration too, which is is slightly different than Bastion. I'll I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, some of the mechanics when you enter combat in the battlefield, uh, it gets roped off, essentially making like an arena type of type of situation. So you can't if you're getting really beat up on, you can't just like run away and hide someplace far away while while you gather yourself, you know, you're kind of, you're thrust into combat and you, you have to deal with the combat right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. Uh, attacks 
and abilities are mapped to the ABXY buttons on the 360 controller. Uh, this is also out for PS4. I use the 360 controller on the PC version. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're mapped to the to the ABXY buttons. Uh, new attacks and abilities are collected from battles that you've won, and sometimes can be collected from dead people. Um, that seems to be what I, what I've found so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say I've played I've played about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Oh. Well, you've played about an hour in, on Transistor. Yeah, I've put it on the same time as you. Well, I um. I'm like level five, six, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there too. Um, with 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 some putting around with some of the side stuff that you can do. We could be in the same spot. We could be in the same spot. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it uh, doesn't sound all that all that spectacular. But what's neat about it is all the buttons uh, can be upgraded. So your A, B, X, Y buttons can be upgraded that that you map your attacks to uh, to add additional effects to your attacks. So. For example, uh, I'll, I'll take three of the abilities that you kind of get early on, which is Jaunt, an uh, ability where you da- it's a dash or a dodge that you use to avoid attacks. Help, which summons a friend to aid you. And then Switch, which is like a charm, uh, and it gets a targeted enemy to fight for you. Now, you can combine those in different ways. Uh, so the, the, the way I use it is I use Jaunt, uh, which does a dash. Uh, it also, and, and then the, the Help combined under the Jaunt leaves a... Uh, uh, clone of your character. It's a good idea. Yep, and then and then I also use switch on that, which um, when you come when you come out of the jaunt, it it, it uh, charms the the guys that you're around when you come out of the jaunt. So you're smart. Jeez, I didn't even think of that. So that's one way of doing that attack. Uh, you can use the same three abilities and combine them into a different attack. So uh, help, if help is the primary ability, you can use jaunt. Uh, Onto help, which summons a sturdy ally who hits really fast, and then the other one, uh, which is uh, what is it? Switch. Yeah. So so you use jaunt and switch as the the secondary abilities to help. Um, it'll it'll summon two guys to to come help you. Uh, one one fighting and one one uh, converting enemies into into allies. So those are the same three three attacks, but depending on how you mix and match them, you get very very different uh, abilities. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, that's really neat. I, and I think there's 16 different attacks, so there's a lot of combinations you can do to tailor your abilities to your play style. But the primary mechanic that defines Transistor's combat system, the ability to pause combat and plan out your moves uh, along a timeline, it's called turn. Uh, and if you want to... You, oh, you activate it by pulling the right trigger, which freezes combat on the battlefield. Uh, you can then map... You know, you... you Move your character around and, and use your abilities as you see fit. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you if you mess up or whatever, because I've, I've done that plenty of times, you hit the left trigger and it'll cancel whatever your whatever your last move is. So you can you can uh, kind of plan everything out, see how 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 it looks, and then you know if you decide to move and take take an attack out or whatever, you can hit the left trigger and and go back. Uh, when you're finished with your satis- well, uh, finished and satisfied with your plan, you pull the right trigger again, and, and Red will execute all the attacks that you that you have set up, um, which is very cool. Yeah, very I cool. love that part. Yeah, uh, and then after you use the turn ability, it has a cooldown of three seconds, so you can't just spam it. Uh, and in that time, you can't use any other attacks, so you have to you have to be prepared to either move away from the the battle and and go hide behind something uh in the in the little arena there's little white things that pop up uh that you can use as shield and stuff and but they only protect you from certain things and and not very well really yeah um they're just kind of a, a small barrier that you can protect yourself from i compared the fighting 
as a combination of Vats from Fallout and like Final Fantasy Tactics play. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking. Kind at of, it. sort of. Yeah, because Vats is like it is like Vats in that you pause and then you pick where where you want to attack and what attacks you want to use. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's on a on a through th- isometric type of map. View, but. yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison. Um, so yeah, I uh, let's see. Yeah, so so the jaunt ability is the only one you can actually use when you're when your other abilities are recharging, which is why, like I said, I I use that and I have the clone that distracts the other people, and then and then if I jaunt into like a group of people, the the people come out when I use the. What ability? Switch. Switch, Switch yeah. ability. Uh, I'm having trouble with all the names because I'm still figuring everything out about the game out. It's It doesn't tell you anything. Um, it just lets you figure it out on your own. Yeah. So I'm still a little unclear on what a lot of the stuff is. But uh, Other buttons. The left bumper causes Red to stop and sing quietly to herself. Which is really kind of cool and haunting. Did you ever? Did you do that? Well, oh yeah, a couple times. Okay, uh, and then the right one is a flourish, where she tosses her sword in the air and does a spin. It just looks nice. It's not. Do you get anything from singing to yourself? No, it's just cool. You should get a buff for that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, there's a. There, there might be something. I might do something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't come across it. It might have like a function later on in the game. But. Yeah, cause she like. Well, I, well, I don't want to spoil for anything. Right. So. Right. Uh, you have a health bar, and when the health bar goes down to zero, two things can happen. You either A, get an emergency attack where you're put in, into turn mode and allowed to try out, uh, try to get out of danger or finish the battle, or you lose your abilities. Uh, they get overloaded, and you lose the lose the ability to use them until you go hit two different checkpoints. Oh, that's how you get it yeah, back. Yeah, which, which recharges your abilities again so you can use them again. Because I lost the one that I used the most, yeah. which is slide... Okay. Whatever one that the the range sword attack that goes through. Oh yeah, it's like an arrow. Yeah, the long range. Whatever. It I was. can't think of the name of, name name of it. But I think what happens is when when your health gets down to zero, whatever ability you're using is the one that gets overloaded. Oh. Uh, and if you're not using any abilities, that's that's when you go into the uh, help mode. Okay. I think that's how it works anyway. That Question sense. from the crowd. Yes. Is it kind of like XCOM? In a way, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's real time. It's not turn based. Uh, the 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 turn based thing kind of happens when you when you pause it with the turn command. Um, but but then you just set up your attacks and then and then let them go. Yeah, um, Corey's got a good video going. X, yeah, okay. Um, I was actually gonna make a video, but well, I'll get into it in a little bit. But uh, yeah, good. So my thoughts will. Why don't you get get started with your thoughts on it? So far, I really like it. It's, I mean, I'm not very far into it, so I can't really talk about, you know, a lot with it. But for me, the fighting style is just really cool. I like that, you know, being able to, I mean, Fallout was one of my favorite games, and using that thing reminds me of using Vats and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, I really enjoy the combat. I mean, it's pretty difficult in some spots. I don't know if you've had some issues it's with... It's very hard. Very yeah. hard game. Yeah. I, I've taken a lot of beatings. Oh, yeah. Like, one boss that I got, like, she responded, like, four times, like, during the fight, and I was mm-hmm. just getting 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 it handed to me yeah but you know i like being able to slow things down and be like all right you know it's like a good 
regrouping yeah method too yeah you can kind of give yourself a breather and and planning out your tax is nice but also like they don't always work out exactly how you want them to yeah um a lot of times one of the attacks that you use will knock them knock someone back yeah uh way out of range of your other tax so you end up not attacking anything and you're like oh damn it i should have planned for that so you have to jump out of the way yeah yeah um but so far i really like it i don't really know the story so well no i think the story uh, see, I'm missing a lot of the story too, only because I'm so focused on not dying. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I'm gonna do a second playthrough, and I think I'll get a better sense of what the story is. But it also it's kind of telling it in pieces. Yeah. Like when when you start the game, uh, you really have no idea what's going on, and between the 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 transistor who the actually the transistor the sword is the is the quote-unquote narrator who's yeah. who's just talking to red as you're playing the game saying random things about what's going on and also but also filling you in on some of the backstory and what's going on yeah uh, which is really cool and it, but it, it's also very different from the almost omniscient uh narrator from the first game who was like you know watching the events from above oh. you know the transistors actually right in during you know in the events with you which is also kind of a neat neat perspective it's a little different <clears throat> yeah i mean i didn't have any idea i had hadn't the foggiest what was going on in passion when i played <laughs> right so you just i didn't kinda, either and that's part of the reason i didn't really like you, it you just kind of go do what you're supposed to you know yeah it, just the narrator's telling me where i'm going and yeah. that's about it mm-hmm. um for this one it's a little different it's the sword being like yeah the city got destroyed yeah same voice it might be the same it might be the same person but the voice is a little bit different he's more of a I don't know it's hard to explain how the transistor's voice is as I said the game starts up and I'm just kind of like where am I I what the hell's going on and the sword's like hey why don't you come over here just like what? Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, you know, that's how it starts. Yeah, that's what I want to happen in real life. It it draws you <laughs> right, right. But that but that helps draw you in right away. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I got to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. You know, that's I. That was a great opening. I yeah. Because you said there's no opening cinematic. There's no start screen. There's just like, hey, you're in. Yeah. Go play. I do like yep. that. I yeah. Like that idea. Um. Yeah. I fell in love with Transistor the first two minutes of playing it. Obviously, the art style and the music. They they're perfect together i know i said that about child of light but it's the same situation here yeah um they're just so good so good uh narrator i talked about oh the transistor the sword also seems to be trying to <coughs> figure out things as it's going along just like you know just like you at playing red yeah which is also kind of cool but transistor um, seems to know a lot about red yeah yeah so and, yeah, but i think you're you've kind of got to figure out what the connection is there yeah, yeah they obviously didn't tell you because you find transistor, yeah. Uh, you know, you pull transistor out of a dead body, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> at and, the beginning of the game. Any idea how long this game is? Six, seven hours. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not super long. Okay. Supposedly. Huh. Uh, combat is phenomenal, challenging and strategic. Very. Really, it sh- that's what shines about the game. Uh, I can't wait to play it again. So. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, I like that it doesn't hold your hand. You have to figure things out for yourself, uh, which is also, incidentally, why I'm unclear on certain mechanics and things yeah. about the game. And I don't know that I'll ever have them completely figured out. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, that's a that's a very cool thing because when you do figure it out, you get that, you know, dopa- you get that dopamine. That <laughs> Shot of, of dopamine. Yeah, that sense of accomplishment. So uh, one of the areas you get to early on, something nearby causes Transistor to turn red instead of green. And he kind of babbles like a drunkard. Did you notice that? 
Did you get to that part? No, I mean... Yeah, his voice uh, audibly changes, and he sounds like a drunk guy who's, you know, trying to carry on, like, a deep conversation. <laughs> it's very disconcerting, but in a good way, like, because... You're just like what? What's what the heck is wrong with with transistor? You know, even though you yeah. just met transistor, you know, yeah, you're kind of wondering. Yeah, that was really cool. Did I see that? I must have. Well, I don't know how far you are. That's the thing. Yeah. So the, there's not really a, a good reference point. I could say the boss, but I can't remember its name. Yeah, her name. I did fight. Name. I did fight that one. Oh, okay, the one where yeah, yeah you yeah. She she keeps like respawning. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It was that, but the red thing before that, I don't remember. Because I stopped a little bit after that. Okay. Because I lost my attack, and I, was like, I think it was after. I was like, dang it! I think it was after that. Okay. So I'll so. be seeing it soon. I did have some bug issues though. Did you have any issues with bugs? Nope. Okay. I'll talk about that. I didn't really get them the first night I played, but the second night I played, uh, the game would be going along fine for you know five ten minutes, but then I would get a freeze. Uh, where my screen would freeze. Everything would still be going, but my screen would freeze for like three or four seconds. And it seemed to happen during combat. Uh-oh. And it was really, uh, really messing with me and, and causing me to, to die, you know, and lose my abilities and whatnot. So I did some research on it, and apparently there was an issue with the Steam overlay and, and Transistor not playing well together. And that if you booted, rebooted in, uh, Steam into offline mode, that would solve the problem. And I, I did try that, and it did work. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you cannot get achievements and stuff uh, when you're playing Steam in offline mode. <clears throat> so uh, that kind of, you know, that was that was a little frustrating. Yeah, you didn't want to keep. Um, no, but they've, they've been patching it. There's been, I think, three or four patches already for it, and it oh, just, wow. just came out on Tuesday. So uh, they're definitely working on getting it getting it fixed, but... Uh, that was that was an annoyance that that I had, and and part of the reason I didn't end up playing it more because it really like really cripples you if you three or four seconds during combat you don't know what's going on. You yeah, know? you're gonna get destroyed. Exactly, because if you're not careful, you get killed probably in three or four seconds. Yep. You know, because the other they seem to do a lot of damage. Yeah, they mob you quick too. Yeah, it's hard. So yeah, or, or I'm just dumb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's probably a little probably bit a of both. Of for, yeah, yeah it's probably a little bit of both for us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I re- I really like it. I cannot wait to play it again. I, ho- I hope the, by the next time I play it, all the issues are ironed out with uh, with the freezing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's an awesome game. It really r- runs smoothly, and the graphics are really good. Yeah. Um, and absolutely love the combat. It's it's so fun. Yeah, I really like the game too. I've had a lot of fun from what I've played so far. Mm-hmm. So. Soundtrack is great too. I listen to the soundtrack separately. Is it? Yeah, it's very good. <sighs> Nothing like a game with a good soundtrack. Yeah. So yeah, that's Transistor. We want to get into some of the Transistor reviews. What do you got, Corey? I Eric? unfortunately did not get a chance to play Transistor. How uh, dare you? Even though I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's got an 82 Metacritic score. Uh, user score 8.1. This is a weird occasion when both the both games we talked about. Uh, Critic scores match user scores. Yeah. Pretty close. Um, so this review is from The Escapist by Jim Sterling, and it was one of the worst mm. I could find. He Worst reputable uh, ones I could find. He gave it a 70, uh, and he's one of the people that didn't love Bastion, thought it was just okay. Um, and essentially the way he summarizes this game is that it's mostly style over substance. Uh, and I'll read, I'll read some, some reasons why. 
He says, its weird story is convoluted and relies too much on vague referencing to appear deep and meaningful, but nonetheless hides behind an incredible soundtrack to sell its ideas more effectively. Dan, you mentioned that already. Yeah, the story is hard to follow. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, great soundtrack and, and style and stuff that uh, pulls you through it. Yeah, but I think I think it's designed for, like, for it to become more clear as the game progresses. And then mm-hmm. once you go back on your second playthrough, I think, I think things are going to make a lot more sense and you'll understand, you know. I almost get the same feeling about the story that I do with Bioshock Infinite. Like, a lot of the stuff, when you're, you're just totally in the dark, you have no idea what's going on. But then, like, you know, you, you beat it and you understand what's going on. And then as you're as you're playing it the second time, you pick up on a lot of the, the maybe foreshadowing and, and story elements that you completely missed the first time through because you didn't know what was going on, you know? And it's, it sounds like a lot of people uh, have chosen, after beating this game, have chosen just to start playing it again right away. That's probably what I'm going to do. So... Like like Bastion, because it's short too. I mean, it's not like you're. It's a thirty hour game, and you you. It's a slog to get through. You know, the second right. time. You know, it's six hours. You're probably going to go a lot faster your second time through because you know what's going on starting right at the beginning. What's effective and what's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan, you mentioned that the combat is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jim Sterling says whether or not you enjoy Transistor's combat comes down to when or if you find the. Find the combination of functions that works for you. Without having the right set of attacks, the game can be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't figure out how to how to figure out how to make the most effective attacks for your playstyle, you're you're gonna have a bad time. Um, <laughs> but luckily, luckily there's a there's a, a practice arena that's in like a side quest kind of area where there's like there's like time missions and stuff in there for for combat and and different challenges. There's like practice the Bastion and Bastion. Yeah, I don't really remember. That was a, that yeah. was last year. Um, had that. I don't remember. The, but yeah, yeah, I guess it, w- it would be similar, uh, where you can you know pick out your attacks and plan them and 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 try them out. So so you get an idea of of what you're doing. That does sound cool, though. How you can just mix and match. Uh, and and they have vastly like different, that. yeah, vastly different uh, uh, effects if you if you mix them up. That's cool. Yeah. Um. He summarizes, if you enjoyed Bastion, this is a far better attempt at what the last effort tried to do. If you're one of the few who didn't care for it, you may still want to check this out should you get an opportunity. Yeah. No, he's right. If you like Bastion, um, I think you will will also like Transistor. I personally think Transistor is a lot better than Bastion Mm -hmm. was. Um, just because the combat's so much more interesting to me and and there's there's a, a bigger variety of stuff you can do with it. I concur with that statement, Dan. Yeah. So does Jim Sterling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts? Corey? Eric? I want to play it. No, I'm probably going to end up playing it at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm one of the few that didn't like Bastion. Right. Um, But this seems like it's got a little more meat to it, especially yeah. with the combat. Yeah. That'll add a little something to it, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm still trying to figure it all out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I'll get around to it. Right. Because I'll, you know, watch dogs and I got to get back into Dark Souls at some point. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> I just need everyone to leave me alone for like a week. <laughs> Dude, I hear you, man. So you can get some stuff, get some gaming done. Yeah. Got so much. Okay. Well, that's everything then, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I love Transistor, though. I, I can't wait to play it again. It's, it's really good. 
So yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 140, 148 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I forgot. I've been doing this for 148 episodes. 148 weeks. Yeah, screw you guys. In a row, too. We skipped one week. Did we skip a week? We gave ourselves a week off. When was that? I don't it was remember. around the holidays, I think. Okay. Not last, last holiday. I think the previous. Okay. So, Why'd yeah. we do that? Because we thought we deserved we it. Were, what the fuck were we thinking? We were lazy. Man. Anyway, uh, we're in what we played. Uh, I'm going to go first because you know what? I want to. Started by playing. I played Dark Souls, and I kicked that game's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Dan. Thank you. Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2, yeah. I was up until 4 o'clock in the morning playing it last night. Uh, And I actually stopped playing Transistor because of the the bug thing. I was like, Uh, you know what? I'm within striking distance of Dark Souls 2. I'm just going to play Dark Souls 2. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, one of those times when you get in and you just start killing bosses and everything's going well for you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep playing this until I beat it. Even if it's six o'clock in the morning, um, you know, I'll function on an hour and a half or two hours of sleep. Uh, and yeah, about, about eh, maybe three fifty in the morning, I, I beat the last boss and watched the credits roll. Oof. Uh, nice. Yeah. Dude. 44 hours. Wow, proud of you! Thank you. And then start a new game plus. No, actually, I'm I'm waiting because if if you want me to help you with any bosses and stuff, Corey, I I did want to see if we could figure out how to do uh, co op with you know people you know you know. Yeah. But I'm I probably like quite a bit higher level than you. Maybe I think I'm level like 156. Maybe. Yeah, I'm in the hundreds. I don't know what though. Okay. Uh, I just because I wanted to try that with you know someone you know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing where you need to like put your soapstone some somewhere where nobody will get, nobody will see it or grab it. Yeah, but there's also just tell me where it is. There's also like a level, uh, not cap, but you can only have up to certain level or below you a certain level. Like those are the only uh, soapstones that'll show up. So I, I'd, I'd have to be in your ballpark for for levels. Gotcha. I think it was 156, but. I absolutely love Dark Souls. <clears throat> really, really, really good game. Uh, I still don't. I even at the end, I didn't have much of an idea of what was going on with the story. <laughs> o- only, only a vague idea. But I, and Corey talked about whether or not a, a story in Dark Souls Two is necessary, and I don't think it is. I think it'd be distracting um, from you killing bosses and you know moving on to the next area. So I wouldn't wouldn't change anything about Dark Souls Two. It was it was fantastic. I am probably going to go back and play the first one over the summer. Are you? <clears throat> yeah, try and play that a little bit more. So That nice. was Dark Souls 2. That's great, Dan. Yeah. That is great. Uh, and I had a really hard time with a couple of the bosses, which was also nice. Um, if I if I started to get hit, I would go down pretty easily, but I didn't, I didn't get hit that much because I built my character around not taking not getting hit. You know, I couldn't take a lot of hits, but I did also didn't get hit very much. Got so. some speed, agility. Yeah. yeah. So nice, awesome game. I will start new game plus mode though, and, and see how it is, just to give it a try. Here's at some a point. pretty good jump. Yeah. If you can imagine such a thing. No, <laughs> it was pretty hard. Yeah. There's some, and and some of the levels like later on were were not geared towards a, a mobile character. Like a lot of it's in water, and I just couldn't oh, really? couldn't move. Yeah. So how'd wow. you, how'd you feel about the, uh, 
Black. No. The one Swan. before Black Gulch. Oh. Uh, was that the the water one? No, the one with all the platforms and oh, ladders. Oh, the gutter? In the dark, yeah. That was insane. That was insane. <laughs> that was it all dark? Yeah, you it was have all dark. You carry a torch? Yep, you have to carry a torch and light torches along the way. That was pretty tough. Nice. And it's it was, all like. Was it these, creepy? Yeah, it was very platforms creepy. Platforms up really high, and if you step wrong or whatever, you fall, you fall through. And die. Fuck that. Those bastards. It's pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, but but very cool at the same time. Yeah, it was very yep. very cool. While we're on the topic of Dark Souls, I I don't know if we touched on this. Uh, I don't know if there's a clip that came out or an article about the game that's being made by the creator of Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Oh yeah, isn't it like a science fiction type of game? There's shotguns. It's it's supposed <laughs> supposed to supposed to be like uh, cool. like Dark Souls with guns is what yeah. I heard. Which is what do cool. you think? Yeah. We we talked about this on the podcast. Did we talk did, about it? I don't yeah, remember. We, yeah, we, we did. Because remember, I said to you, Eric, I picture it like a Hotline Miami. Yes, that's right. Now I remember. In a 3D. Okay. I'm I'm interested. Definitely. Sure. Uh, I you know I I liked the little bit of Dark Souls that I played, and Dark Souls Two was obviously awesome. Yeah. So I would definitely be interested. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing I played was Earthbound, which is still awesome. Played that quite a bit this week. Uh, mostly because I found out that you can play it a lot with just one hand. So I could be, you know, fighting with the kids with one arm and then playing Earthbound with the other arm. Out boy, Dan. Because, you you know, obviously it would be my left hand. Um, you can move, you know, move around with the gamepad. But most of the most of the things you could you could select, like, uh, for attacks and stuff, you just or talking to someone or picking up an item or opening a present, you could do with the just the left bumper. And just play it a lot of the game just like that. So okay, that's awesome. I didn't know you could do that until this week. So that helped me play a little bit more Earthbound. How far are you? Uh, I am in Threed. I just got to Threed. Oh wow! And I got. Uh, I've got Paula and Jeff. Jeff just joined my party. So you don't have poo yet? No poo yet. Poo. Poo's coming a, a little down the line. Yeah. So he's towards the end, right? I don't remember. It's been a really yeah, long time. I think he's the last one you get, isn't he? He is the last one you get. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really long time since I've played Earthbound, so I, I don't quite remember. But Yeah. Good game, though. It is a very good game. So that's all I played. Corey, what do you got for us? I've just got one thing. In addition to more Infinity Blade 3, uh, I thought I'd have it beaten, but I uh, don't yet. I'm still playing that. I played the iOS game called Boundin. Uh, I heard some people talk about it. How do you spell this? Um, B O U N D E N. Okay. Four bucks on the iOS store. I'm not sure if it's on Android yet. Uh, I can look. The game is very unique. It's a two player game. And what you do is each person puts their thumb on the screen and holds the phone on the opposite end of the other person. So both of you are standing there with one of your thumbs on the screen facing each other. And you, using the gyroscope and the accelerometer in the phone, it forces you to move your arms and your bodies in a way that makes you dance. Huh. Corey. (laughs) And? I was looking for it on the Android store while you were talking, and it's not there, and I missed everything you said. (sighs) But don't repeat it. Essentially, (laughs) the game teaches you how to dance by forcing you to keep your thumbs on the screen 
of the device. Okay. Was anybody paying attention? Uh, I think Dan kind of was. I was helping Eric, so go on. I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) Using the phone's accelerometer and gyroscope, it teaches you how to dance with somebody else. I don't see how that works, though. I don't either. All right. It, it, it is really hard to explain. It's one of those things you kind of have to see. But each each of you have your thumb on the device, and you're facing each other, and there's a reticule in the middle of the screen, and you're on a globe. The reticule is on a globe. And if you tilt, tilt the device, it moves the reticule around the globe. Okay. Okay. And there will be targets on the globe that you have to move the reticule over. So you'll get yourself in situations where, because... Because you can't flip the phone 360 degrees if both of you are holding it like that because your arms just don't do that. You have to twist and twirl with each other so you can get the reticule where it needs to go on the globe. So do you think it's helped your dance moves at all? It's not. I mean, it's not really teaching you dance moves. It's just no, but getting, it, you, getting you to uh, sync up movements with somebody else. Can you do else. the samba now, Corey? Yes. Or the Argentine tango. I only tried the first level. It's called Green. And it plays music. And you just move along. And, and it does sort of get you in a rhythm after a little while. Like if you memorize the pattern, um, you, can sort, you sort of know what's coming up. And obviously the goal is to do it as fast as possible. Would that help someone who uh, is not a good dancer to you know dance a little bit at a wedding, maybe? If you got good at it? Yeah, I mean, it might help a little bit. It might teach you how to Loosen up and move or, those. Yeah, loosen up and, and lead and, and follow. And, Wouldn't you know. teach you like a good old glass of whiskey would, though. Teach you to loosen well, up. nothing teaches you like a good old glass of whiskey. <laughs> this sounds cur- like the worst game ever made, Corey. Liquid Courage. <laughs> it's fun. I, I mean, I played with my girlfriend and we had a good time looking like idiots. But nice. It's unique, you know? It's It's something you can only do on... Yeah, and uh, like that. Right. Okay. Anything that's else? what excited me about it. No, right. that's it. That's literally all I've played. Come on, Corey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And Corey or Eric couldn't even give you the time of the day. Corey jumped a shark this week. <laughs> jumped a shark a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't have anything last week either. Yeah. Guys, got to get your acts together. Yeah, these two jabrones here. <laughs> I be off. Not, not, I, not you... everybody uh, in my life realizes that, uh, you know, gaming is I have important. No, I have no free time to do Corey things. You yeah. just, just got to cut into sleep. Yeah. In the name of the game, you know? No, I'm just giving you a rough time. I understand, man. I got gotcha. you. Other people Will. have all the time in the yeah, world. Will, on the other things. hand. I just cut into my sleep, you I'm know? I'm falling asleep like here, Eric. You're so young. Dan, I did that the other night. I uh, it was like eleven, and I was like, you know what? I'm not that tired. I'll I'll play some Lord of the Rings: War in the North. And I sat down for like fifteen minutes, and I started falling asleep. And I'm like, Ugh. see, that Dude, that's how I am. I can't I can't power through it. Anymore. That doesn't happen to me when I'm playing video games. Well, if I'm doing anything else, watching a movie or TV or even just sitting there, I'll fall asleep. But if I'm playing a video game, I I stay awake. It really depends know. what game it is for me. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine if I was playing like. Uh, like a, a a Diablo or Torchlight that I would probably fall asleep if it's just like clicking. Just clicking X. Dark Souls, there's no way in, in hell I would ever fall asleep playing yeah. that. 
Yeah, if it's something like Dark Souls where you got to focus, yeah. probably not. And then you'd probably have trouble getting to sleep because your brain's all fucked up. I had a hard time sleeping because I was my adrenaline yeah. from the last boss battle. Sure. I was all, you know, pumped up. Sure. Corey, are the Rangers dominating play but just not scoring? Mm, not really. They have a lot of shots. They have like 33, something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're dominating play. Okay. They're getting a lot of pucks on net, but. Sorry. I just keep on saying Rangers with a mad scramble in front of the Montreal net on Twitter. So I just thought I'd ask. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric, what do you got? I got a uh, couple games I want to talk about, Dan. I played and beat Octodad. Hey, well done. Thank you. Deadliest catch. Putting it on the list right now. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, Octodad was one of those indie games that... Uh, Sony teased, I think, at last E3, didn't they? Wasn't that one of their intro indie games? I think so. Um, This, I played, it only took probably about three hours to beat the game. Not a long game by any stretch. Uh, My first sitting with Octodad, I really enjoyed it. My second stretch uh, was really frustrating. The controls, for a lot of it, were really bad and just so frustrating. And I feel like... They made a game with bad controls and made the excuse that it's an octopus and it would be hard to control and just said that was good enough, but it's not. The controls were just so shitty sometimes and it was so frustrating. I was really close to quitting. If I didn't know that it was only a three-hour game, I probably wouldn't have kept playing. Okay. Yeah, because now you can add it to your list. Exactly. Um, I will say I like that they tried to do something different. Um, when the controls weren't frustrating, I had a good time with it. Um, and I feel like it's something that not, not only they could build off of, but other people could build off of. It's just a different idea and a different way to use a controller. Kind of like Brothers? Yeah, I think. I didn't play too much Uh, Brothers. But, yeah, I don't... If it was done well with the control scheme, I think it would have been really fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just wasn't. Isn't that the point of the game, though? Like it's, it's supposed, supposed to, be to be hard to control, to control but if you played way... it, you'd understand. The controls were far too shitty. It can, it can be shitty. hard without being frustrating is what you're trying to say. Yes, right? yes, yes. The, the controls were far too shitty for them to be able to say, well, it's supposed to be hard to control. Okay. Well, I get that, but your controls are still shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got you. But I, I like that they tried something different, so I'm happy I gave them some money yeah. because I like to see a little innovation you know, nowadays especially. Worth worth a shot, though, do you think? No. No? I'm, that's the one Stay I'm not going to recommend. Okay. Oh, okay. That, yeah, for my, my review card if I ever get around to doing it. Right. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to talk about, Octodad. Story was okay. Just just kind of a neat little indie game with bad controls. Okay. Um, and then I played Rise. I finally got around to playing Rise on my Xbox One, which I beat. Well done. Thank you. Another kind of short game, I think it was only like six or seven hours. Um, I loved Rise. I don't know what these reviews were, were talking about, honestly. I really have no idea. Because I, I, I can see where somebody would say it was repetitious with the combat. But for me, the setting and just the, the beauty of how good that game looked just kept me in. And I liked the story, too. I got into the character, your main character... Um, I'll just go over my notes. Best visuals on a next-gen console that I've seen easily. Yeah. I mean, it fucking looks amazing. Yeah. There were times I was like, this looks like I'm playing a 
cutscene. Right, like, from a movie. You see these cutscenes, you're like, wow, those those graphics are great. And then you get the game, and, and the gameplay doesn't look as good. It looks amazing. Yeah. It looked like a movie. Right. The cutscenes look like movie quality. Um, great camera work and music. Um, you remember when you played Tomb Raider? And you notice how good the camera work was? Yeah. I felt the same thing with Rise okay. a lot of times. Um, setting an atmosphere, like I said, in the Roman Empire, really, really great setting, I yes. thought, obviously. It's something a little different as opposed to the war settings we're used to nowadays. And and you get that Roman Empire feel with the atmosphere of the game. It just it put me right into I it. I love that. Yeah. I, Dan, I think you would really like this game. Nice. Um, the battles, <clears throat> it, while it is hack and slash and there's a lot of quick time uh, button prompts, I didn't find it annoying at all. I, I, I was right into the flow of the battles. Um, there's some counterattacking going on, similar to Batman, kind of, is the closest thing I guess I could come up with. Um, but yeah, there's different button combinations that you can use during combat. It's not too much button combinations you can use, but there are different executions that your guy will perform to keep things kind of fresh. Like sometimes they'll amputate a guy's leg or arm or just straight up slit their throat or put the sword right through their gut. Um, but there's some really cool animations with the executions and and they're brutal. Germanic barbarians they're fighting. Yeah. They're barbarians. Germanic tribes from, from the North. You're trying to avenge your family's death. Okay. Um, and it's got a little of that Greek God stuff tied into it, or Roman God, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it, there's not a lot of RPG elements to it. There are some skill upgrades, but it's really basic, and I could see how that would bother somebody that's looking for that kind of thing. Something that's looking for something a little deeper. Yeah, a little deeper. It's, it's not a deep RPG element kind of game whatsoever, but... For what it's bringing to the table with the visuals and the brutal combat and the setting and the atmosphere and the, sometimes the music, it just it's one of those games where I think it just sets the mood for what it was trying to do so well. Yeah, Like Tomb Raider did. There yep. was one area. You remember when you played Tomb Raider and you were in that river of dead bodies? Oh, yeah. And you're just like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's That would gross. suck to be in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got that same kind of feeling with some of the areas that I was in when I was playing Rise. Um, one of the only frustrating things was there's these traps that are on the ground that pop up and you have to time just right, blocking it with your shield. Mm-hmm. But apparently my reflexes were too quick for the game, oh. so I would die. And that pissed me off. Yeah. Because there was one spot where there was like three traps right in a row, and it pissed me off so bad because I kept having to restart. Um, one of the really cool things I think it I think it did was you, you go into, there will be like a flag in the middle of the battlefield, and you go over to the flag and hit A, and you get into like defensive formations with your, uh, your troops. Mm-hmm. So you'll be in the middle, and you know how you look ahead, and there will be archers with shooting fire arrows at you. And you hit A again and hold it down, and everybody puts their shields up to block the arrows. Mm-hmm. And then once they're all done shooting, you march forward, and you get your guys can throw spears at them. And I just thought that that was just such a cool thing. And like you, you I just felt like you, you're just right in that battle, in the heat of it, right in mm-hmm. the thick of things. I just I thought it was such a, a cool time period and and type of battle to be in. Underutilized, very underutilized. I mean. I, I'd love to play. If they release Rise 2, if they announce that at E3, I'll be so excited. Right, yeah. I like this game that much. Nice. Um, 
there were some cool boss fights. I did enjoy the boss fights. Not overly difficult. I did die some. Um, because when you get surrounded by enemies, it can be kind of a bitch to get make sure you're hitting the right button at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't overly easy. Not too difficult. But I love the story. I was into the characters very much. Um, towards the end, you go into this coliseum to do this tournament fight, and it was fucking sweet, especially walking up the steps into the coliseum, and there's this big crowd gathered to watch you do this fight, and I thought that was just the coolest. And the ending was really good. Nice. Not a big twist or anything, but just a really good, solid ending. I felt wrapped the game up very well, and I couldn't have enjoyed Rise more, honestly. It's my... 2014's 2013 game of the year easily okay. so far. I don't know if nice. I've played anything else to qualify for that yet, but you can't see anything overtaking it. No. No, I really can't. Glad oh, you wait, like wait, it. wait, wait. Did I play BioShock Infinite this year? Uh, yeah. I did. Ooh. It'll be close at least, right? It will. It'll probably come down to those two games. I love Rise. I really don't know what the reviews were about cuz I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Good. I don't that, know. That's one of the ones I was really jealous about. That I want you to Xbox, play it to yeah. see if you like it as much as I did, or at least close. Like, I, yeah. Because I really don't know what the fuck. It, I should go back and read some of the reviews because I just don't understand it. Yeah. Did it hit you at the right time too? I don't know. I don't feel like that was a part of it. Okay. The ones I was looking at, Eric, and you already addressed this, was uh, repetitive combat. And I could see that, but for me, like I said, all the other stuff involved in the game kept me into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do fight some of the same looking guys over and over, but I mean, I play Dynasty Warriors, so <laughs> right, yeah. So really, yeah. we can't really say much about that. But and and the brutal executions during the combat, and like yeah. I said, there are different executions that are performed, and you can upgrade them, and they do certain things. Like if you hit up on the D pad and do executions, it will. There's a damage boost. There's a health boost. There's a focus boost. And I can't remember what the other boost is. But when, say I have damage boost clicked when I'm doing my attacks, each execution or kill that I get will boost my damage for the next guy I fight. Mm. Or if I have health picked, that's how you refill your health. Or focus, and focus is your like a special attack. If you click right bumper, you slam your shield on the ground and it slows time down. So you just start hacking and slashing people and then you can do executions quicker. So if you get, you know, surrounded by four or five guys and say one of them is real tough, that's where it can get pretty hairy on you. Um, so you know, it comes in really handy and I upgraded that pretty quickly. Um, but man, I loved it. I, I really couldn't recommend it more. Nice. Don't go in thinking you're getting something real deep RPG wise and upgradable stuff. It's a hack and slasher. It's there, but it's not deep. It's a hack and slash, but with a fantastic setting. Okay. Nice. And looks amazing. Cool. So happy I played it. Crytek, they're known for their graphics. <gasps> Man. I When I popped it in and started, I was like, holy shit, this looks so good. Yeah. Nice. But thumbs up. Okay. Anything else? I think that's all I played. All right. Willie, you, do, you don't have anything, right? No, I thought about playing Child of Light. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will, what do you do? Work, I always wonder. Go to sleep. Repeat. You didn't have anything to report for your week. You didn't have anything to play. Why don't you back off? <laughs> well, why don't you, what are you sleeping so much for? You're so young. You don't smoke pot. 
nights. I don't know. That's true. You got no excuse to be sleeping so much. I'm tired. You, you don't even drink alcohol. I don't think you eat bad. No, I don't eat bad. I don't sleep usually more than five hours. I don't know how you, how you can do that. Once you get older, you oh. don't care as much. It's a different breed of kid being brought up these days. Huh? I, like, no, I like getting in, in all, seven hours at least. In all fairness, when when I was your age, I would probably nap two hours every day. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And now that I'm old, I can't, I can't nap, and I choose to play video games instead of getting sleep at night. I'm just not used to getting up at 5 right yeah. now. No, it takes a couple weeks to so, adjust. Yeah. You think you're going to start picking up some game time now that you're done with college? Or? Probably not. I hate video games. No, but really? No, yeah. <laughs> you going to get back into it? Yeah, of course. So. I'm buying everything. I'm just not playing it. Right. I, I know the amount I of ga- I was going over the games that I have to play. I have Thief. I have like Watch Dogs coming, Mario Kart coming. I have Tomb Raider, Wolfenstein, Shadow Light, Transistor. Can I borrow Age of something? One- Age of Wonders three. Um, I still want to play Dynasty Warriors. Can yeah. I borrow the show? Yeah, I've got the show. I've got Infamous. My second playthrough on Infamous still. Yeah, uh, Bravely Default, Mario Golf. I want to play Fire Emblem again. Can I borrow NBA yeah. and the show? Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Spring whenever, I'll borrow them. Sure. All right. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, hopefully you got more to talk about next week, Will. That'll be my goal. Try yeah. and beat something. Well, not even beat something. Just play, play, something. play some Watch Dogs. <laughs> that might not be the game to have me play because I might hate it. Yeah, yeah you might. <laughs> You probably. I hope you don't you hate hated it. Hated Grand Theft Auto. You're probably gonna hate Watch Dogs. You should. Pro- I don't know why I'm buying Watch Dogs. You should probably hold off on it. Did you pre-order it or anything? Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it day one. Did you pay uh, it off already? I got it on Amazon. Also has yeah. So I mean, I'm going to get it. The same reason I got GTA. You caught up in the hype. Yeah. It's only been talked about for two years. I know, but the hype train's gone, man. It is almost two full years that Watch Dogs has been floating around. Two years because yeah, you're it's right. E3 is this when is we found we, out about this it. Is what I wrote my thing about exactly. Eric wrote a nice article about about uh, the the length of time because they're talking about the division might not even come out until 2016. Well, didn't I say that yeah. in the article? That, that everyone's saying 2015 is optimistic. What? Fuck like, me! Are you kidding me? That was the game I was most excited about. So that that'll be three years, and I'll almost. I'll be what 33, 32. Two years from now. 32. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Who knows what I'll be doing? <laughs> you might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> really? I might never get to play the game I was most excited about seeing at E3 last yeah. year. Yeah. Just because they like to fuck around. You know what I mean? Yeah, people are taking bets on uh, what Ubisoft is going to reveal this year that's not going to come out for three, three or four years. years. Yeah. Watch Dogs 2 <laughs> already. God. I don't know. We'll we'll see, won't we? Just I mean, don't tell us. I'm going to hate exactly. Like, Eric out. had the perfect solution. Just don't tell us. Yeah, wait another year or but, two. But you know what I think is happening? I think the marketing departments are starting to get their fingers involved a little too much. And I think, and Corey, I don't know if you you want to speak to this. Um, they're I think they're they're putting the feeler out here super early. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I know you're you, you're in the in the corporate world, so you yeah you know. yeah. You could probably speak a little better to this than, than we do, but okay. I, I think what one of the things they're do, trying to do, and actually Dave and Boston mentioned this, part of it, uh, pre-orders. 
they're trying to get as many early pre-orders as they can to kind of gauge and get a feel on on who wants to buy the game. And what's the deal with pre-ordering anymore? Honestly. Oh, because uh, you can pre-order the division, even though it might not come out until 2016. Halo, same thing. Yeah, because that's coming out next year. Maybe sometime, may, fall of next year. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, and and Dave also mentioned he's like I don't pre-order anything maybe a couple weeks in advance and I'm the same way anymore. I used to pre-order everything super early, but Me now too. at the very earliest it'll be like two weeks that I'll pre-order something. And somebody I told somebody that I pre-ordered a game a couple weeks ago, and he's like, I know maybe it was Corey that said this on this podcast. He's like, when's the last time you went to get a game you didn't pre-order and they didn't have it? Bravely default. It did happen, but that's 3ds. I don't really count that. Yeah. Like, how many of those are they getting in anyway? But, like, a big release like Watch Dogs, I can't imagine going to the store. I mean, And them not having extra right. copies of it. And they have those bonuses, but, like, I don't really care about a costume for my character. I never give I never. They have enough stuff in the game to, to make sure your character looks fine, you know? Right, yeah. What is the whole pre-order thing driven by the retail stores, though? It's not necessarily driven by... It's driven by... I don't know. I'm pretty sure the companies want to, you know, have their game pre-ordered. It will... But but back to the marketing thing, I think part of it is it maybe they're they're looking for you know the, they'll announce a game, announce some of the features, they see what features people latch onto, and say okay, this is what we need to focus the marketing campaign on because this is the features of the game that that people are most excited about. And that leads you to the question: Do we have too much input nowadays mm-hmm. on what they do? And you could get into the whole Xbox thing with yeah. everything they've changed about their system, which is everything, right? <laughs> Do we, do we have too much say? I As mean, consumers. I work in a different Compromising industry. Compromising the vision. Yeah. I work in a different industry than video games, and I wish... I mean, maybe it is in video games. I don't know. But, you know, I, w- I wish it was as fluid as that. I wish they put the feelers out there and gauge the reaction and then built a marketing campaign around around that. But in my experience, it's all, like, predetermined. Rigid. Yeah, I mean, this is just just a thought of mine, and uh, you know, for for like I said, the marketing departments trying to trying to gauge interest in in, yeah. in the features, and and I hope, right? I mean, I, yeah, I guess that's best case scenario, isn't it? Yeah, if they they want to latch onto the things that people care about, but that was just a thought of mine. We'll we'll obviously never have any idea, but it's a good thought, Dan. Yeah. But yeah, it's I'm 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 totally in agreement with you, Eric. It's frustrating. It is really frustrating, and I think it's going to be just more it's of getting the same worse. shit this yeah. year. Yep. <laughs> Damn it! I six months. That's the longest. Yeah. If you tell me a game's coming out, I don't want to wait any more than that. Yeah. yeah. Two fucking years. Are you kidding me? And yeah. it's going to be for a game that I'm going to hate. <laughs> Which game are we talking about? Watch and, do- and Watch Dogs, the Division, one. Drive Club, Drive Club. No, which uh, one was Witcher. 2002 years from now? Watch Dogs will have been announced oh, almost oh, two years okay. ago. Almost oh, two, year goes, two years ago exactly, uh, E3 2012 is when it when it got, got announced. So That's a long out. time ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and God knows, like we said, when's the division going to come out? Who knows? I actually heard a thing that said the multiplayer is what's holding the game back yeah. because it's isn't in, that it, supposed to be what it is? Well, exactly, but it's it's they haven't progressed past the conceptual stage. They don't know how to implement it. <laughs> that makes me want to shoot myself. Exactly, and and that's again, that's where you know the the the, the marketing comes in because they say, oh, you know, this is what people want. 
and then they then they try to make it afterwards after they you know have maybe throw out some conceptual ideas yeah all oh, people really like this now let's make it you know i, I don't like that i no, want to make terrible. the game first and then so what if they can't deliver on that cancel it What's your what would your reaction be, Eric, if they canceled oh, the division? I would be devastated. <laughs> so like, what, I mean, that's not a good position to be in. No, but that, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's not gonna. I wouldn't like protest their games or anything like that. But that would blow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They get your hopes up, or what would probably happen is because they developed a special engine for it, uh, is they probably just license off the engine to other other game makers. So it wouldn't be a complete loss. You know? Like, well, what if what if they announced a new Mass Effect and then just canceled it? Well, I would jump or, off or, the roof. Or Fallout. Or keep pushing it back two years so it doesn't come out for two years after they announce it. Oh, I'll jump off a roof. Yeah. Not a, yeah, that'd suck. It's just frustrating. I just don't know why they do it. Yep. Because, yeah, I mean, Hype Train, there's that, but and, it wears off. Uh, I think it's worn off substantially with Watch Dogs. Yeah. Drive Club too. Yeah, I was really Drive Club. I would have played if it had come out at launch. I'm not. I'm not even gonna touch it when it comes oh, out. I'm still kind of excited for it. Who's excited for Drive Club or I Watch am. Dogs? I'm excited for Drive Club. I've actually been reading up on it and watching some videos. I think it's going to be cool, but it's also coming out. Project Cars is coming out right around then, and possibly the crew. Yeah. I think the crew is going to get delayed. I well, think we talked about that earlier. <laughs> the good thing that Drive Club has going for is they are releasing a free version, which is really more of a demo. Right. But if it's great, I'll buy it. Yeah. I probably won't even touch it. Not even the free one? I don't think so. Why not? There's so much coming out in the fall. You need to try the free one. I'll it's download free. it. I bet you won't play it. All right. Like I said, Project Cars is coming out, too, yeah, which is kind of the great. same thing. Well, I mean, as far as a driving game goes, I'll just get whatever one you get. Yeah. But. Yeah, we'll have to see. Because yeah. we'll also. Cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, exactly. Because also PC is going to take a lot of my a lot of my games. Mm. So. Because I was going to get Watch Dogs for the hate. PS4. But. You switching? Oh, I, I already. I got it on Steam do. already. It's. I mean, part of it is tax. You know, if you save f- five bucks on every game you yeah, buy, it's true. That adds up. To, you know, once you buy what ten games. Yeah. Do you gr- a- regret buying a PS4? No, I don't regret it. No. No. Because well, there's, there's going to be games that I'm going to play on it. Well, you bought it for Destiny, and apparently Destiny's <laughs> flopping. De- Destiny's not great. No, there's going to be a lot of JRPGs that come out for the PS4 that don't come out on any other system. And that's when I'm going to get my my money's worth from it. So, all right. I also Last of Us. I'm looking forward to that's finally June, playing. right? Sometime in the summer. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll find out probably at E3. But they, they did talk about how they're having a hard time porting it over. Yeah, yeah. they said it was hell. So let's push it back to give it more time. Yeah, polish it off. Hell, <laughs> make it more like GTA. Oh God. Anyway, uh, let's get into feedback, shall we? I sent you two feedbacks, Dan. One mm-hmm. of them is longer. Okay, that's the one you want. Sounds good. Oh, not the not the shorter one. Uh, or the second one you sent me. Second one. Okay, that's the one I have. I think with with the two messages. Yes. Okay. All right. This is on Facebook from Idaho Jake. It says, "Hey guys, I bought a new PC. I got an HP Pavilion, eight gigabytes RAM, two terabyte hard drive, but not the best graphics card. But it'll work for now. I have to thank Dan for helping me through my decisions and helping me find a graphics card, even though I didn't get it yet. 
I was wondering what card Corey uses to play Skyrim and mods, because that is kind of why I wanted to buy a new PC and a good graphics card. For us non-computer guys, what should we be looking for when buying a graphics card? I bought an old 360 game on Steam that I really like called Viking. I paid $3.80 for it. I've played about five hours, and it is just as fun as I remember, and thanks to some of the Thumbstick Clan, I'm playing with my PS4 controller, and it is awesome. Uh, So if any of you guys want to get it, or want to try it, let me know. We can do that Steam share. I'm glad they took the Connect away and are now making it optional because that is one of the reasons I didn't want an Xbox One. But now I think I'll get it next tax season. I have to admit, I did like the 360 Connect because I used it for workouts. And when I played with my wife, watching her boobs bounce, <laughs> she has some big boobs. Also, Dance Central was fun. <laughs> I heard that both Metro games are going to be released on the PS4 and Xbox One in a bundle, which is pretty sweet. I have a suggestion at the end of each podcast. You guys should have a question for the listeners uh, to answer. Maybe that will boost the feedback numbers. He wrote well, that before Corey suggested that question thing. Oh, did he? He did because they were talking about it in the chat. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's it for me, I think. So, yeah, uh, congrats on the new PC. Yeah. Congrats on Tiggle Bitties. Tiggle Bitties are always nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Corey, what, what graphics card? I always forget. It's a seven, seventy seventy nine fifty. Seventy nine fifty. Yeah. Uh, he has a AMD. Ra- What's the manufacturer? Do you remember? It's an AMD uh, Radeon HD seventy nine fifty. Sapphire XFX. Sapphire. Sapphire. Okay. Yeah. What does all that mean? I don't know. It's, it's AMD and NVIDIA are the two mm. graphics card makers. Uh, Jake, I prefer I prefer NVIDIA cards. Uh, it's per- personal preference. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why is they have a program called the GeForce Experience that you download, and that keeps all your drivers up to date, but it also will uh, maximize the settings for a lot of the newer or more popular computer games, so you don't have to tinker with all the little tiny uh, anti-aliasing settings and all that stuff. It does it all for you, uh, which is really nice, so you get the best frame rate that you possibly can um, for said game. Um, and that, you know, especially, I don't know what your level of expertise is with, with computers, but that, that saves a lot of time and having to tinker with all the settings and someone like me, who's lazy and doesn't want to tinker with the settings. It's a, it's a, it's a godsend. Uh, and that's the one I'd get. Exactly. And video cards are a little more pricey. You're going to get better value from an AMD card, but, uh, the time saver and not having to, to tinker with all the settings on, on a lot of the pop, more popular games. And actually Skyrim is one of the ones that I, that's on there that it'll maximize settings for. Uh, so that's why I prefer NVIDIA cards. Uh, I know both Corey and Will have uh, AMD cards in their in their computers. Uh, Will's because it, it came with it. I think when you get a new card, you're, are you getting NVIDIA or AMD? I don't know. I'm having a hard time deciding between new video card or new Xbox. Oh, that's right. You want to get an Xbox. Because I want to play the new uh, Halo remake. Yes, that's right. Hmm. That's right. And you want to play NHL 15 with me and Corey. I'm getting that for PS4. Really? I have more friends who are going to get it on PS4. Getting one on PS4? Okay. NHL 15. Oh, okay. So. Gotcha. Uh, bought an old 360 game. Oh, oh, Jake, you got a new PC just in time for the Steam Summer Sale. Oh, God. It's usually late June, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, protect your bank account because that, that will do some damage. Uh, and I've gotten to the point where I have a lot of the games that go on sale, so I don't buy as much. But the first couple of Steam sales, you're going to spend a lot of money probably. 60 bucks will go a long way. 
Yeah, well, exactly. You will get a ton of games, uh, all the bundles and stuff. There's a ton of websites out there. Humblebundle.com, uh, check out. Gamefly always has sales. I think he messaged us earlier. Messenger, messaged us. Messaged us uh, earlier about the the games, GameStop one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's tons of ways to get cheap Steam games. Amazon has good sales all the time. So, yeah, you're going to build up your Steam library pretty quickly, which is nice. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, uh, he's glad the Xbox One doesn't have a Kinect. Oh, Eric, I wanted to get your opinion on that. How do you feel about Xbox abandoning the Kinect shortly after you bought one? I don't care. Yeah. I figured you'd want to at least have one to try it. I guess, just for the podcast. Yeah. That's, that's what the I, only reason. That's what I figured. Um, I don't know. It's kind of fun to say Xbox on right. when it comes on. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really use it too often. I did have it record something the other day uh-huh. while I was playing. Something cool happened. I don't even remember what I was playing. I was probably Rise. Something happened in there. But, uh, yeah, eh, whatever. I, I don't play the Connect games, like Dance Central or whatever they, right. whatever they are, just Dance. Would you have gotten the one without the Connect yeah. if given the option? Oh, yeah. Especially 100 bucks less. Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was curious on that when we talked about this last week. So No, the, the voice functionality is not worth $100 to me, and I'm not interested in playing Connect games. Right. Okay. All right. Uh Bouncing boobs. That's always a good thing, too. Hmm. Uh, Metro games coming out. We talked about that. Oh, and and then he mentioned uh, having a question of the week, which we did during uh, What's-Its-Face. Right. Our weeks, so. That's weird that... uh, That is weird. That he suggested that. You're uh, on the same brain wave the same frequency yeah. our aura is the same color aura <laughs> aura is the same color you guys Purple. are still uh moving on so thanks for that jake and then this is also from jake said i played spider-man on ps4 and it's good graphics are good combat is like batman and assassin's creed with with counter and it works well swinging is a little hard to control sometimes and spidey can be annoying I wish they would base Spidey off the old 90s cartoons, but the story is more comic book than movie, which is good. I did like the second mission. Uh, You do save Stan Lee from a burning building, (laughs) and he owns a comic book show. I only played three hours, and I do plan on buying it, but I'm waiting for a good sale. Oh, and did you guys do your three E3 predictions? Uh, No, but we can do that right now. We have three E3 predictions, right? No. I can muster up a couple. I've I've got mine. Let me call up last week's episode because I put it in last week's. All right, I'll go first. Um, My first one, Sony is going to give us all the details on PlayStation Now. And I don't mean that just like it'll give us a launch date, prices, games that will be available at least at first. Um, That's not really a bold prediction, but Sony doesn't have a great exclusive library right now. And I think that's... What are you guys kidding about over there? Will, Will, Will tried to bait us into thinking he got into the PlayStation Now beta. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that and sent us a blurry photo. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even check it. Yeah. It kept loading for me, too. And I was like, I, hopefully it's going to clear up and I can see what Where it looks like. Where did you like. find it that? blurry. Google. <clears throat> it was like the third picture I could find of it. And nice. it was blurry. I just didn't care. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, play, the PlayStation Now will help alleviate some people's concerns about uh, lack of exclusives, at least early. So Yeah, definitely. 
my next one, Nintendo will announce a new first-party IP. They're actually going to have a 90-minute presentation on an unannounced 3DS game. So mm. I'm hoping that's a new Nintendo IP, uh, completely original. 90, 90 minutes seems like a long time for something that's been done before. True. Because um, it's just going to be on this one game. Although. So. <laughs> right, you never know with them. <laughs> new Zelda. <laughs> and then my last one, E3, Nintendo will announce a new Star Fox game. Oh, maybe that'll be the announcement. I base this on nothing. It's just hope. No, it's, I don't think so. So Dan's I, looking for big things from Nintendo. I'm hoping for big things from Nintendo. <coughs> uh, because at the, I don't know if you remember, but the, at the uh, our bold predictions uh, episode, I predicted Nintendo would, would make a little bit of a comeback. I think I predicted that E3 was going to suck this year. You did. I stand by that. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot about Project Morpheus from Sony. Um. Honestly, I don't really know other than that. It's just going to be, I feel like it's just going to be the shit you're already expecting. Or games that are coming out two years from now. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Project Morpheus is probably going to be a big part of what Sony's bringing. And, mm. and PlayStation Now are probably going to be their two biggest focuses. Yeah. But uh, apparently EA is going to announce six new games. New, so we'll see about that. Like, new games. New new stuff? No, new games. Oh, not, oh. New, not new IPs, new games. Tied it? How did they really tie it? Chris Kreider. Holy... Oh, Kreider. he's hated by Montreal, too. What's the score? 2-2. Two, two. Oh, they had the... seconds left. Wow. Sorry, well, guys. That's fine. Sorry, I boys. understand. Um. So, yeah. That's my E3 predictions. Will, you got anything? Uh, well... These are going to sound stupid because they're off the cuff, but Nintendo is going to uh, announce release dates for Super Smash Brothers, um, other than just general time frames for 3DS yeah. and the Wii U version. Uh, this one's more hopeful, Fallout 4. You know, they don't... Not going to happen. Well, that, that's why I said hopeful, yeah. but Fallout 4 finally gets something, Yeah, anything, other than that one jerk who made that fake website. Yeah. Um third one i don't know come back to me what do you think uh you think they're gonna start talking next last of us already i mean it will probably be two years by the time it comes out so it's probably about that time well this is why i'm saying the fallout 4 thing because it'll take like five years before it'll actually come out not gonna happen so they'll announce something no i don't see it who knows yeah do you think Last of Us? Is it too early? I hope not, because I know you don't want another Last of Us game. I haven't played it, so well, I don't... Well, they're going to make another yeah, one, Yeah, you're right. Do you it, think it was... they're going to talk about it now? Probably, because Sony, like I said, they're, they don't have a lot of exclusives that, that are really, like, system sellers. No. I don't think. They, uh, not at all. The, well, because I mean, the order is supposed to come out in the fall, right? That's about their only one. Who knows? Which, to me, it, it, it feels like it's a Gears of War competitor. Yeah. Because um, it's the same type of third-person yeah. cover-based combat. Um, other than that, do they have? I forgot about the order. Drive Club. Yeah. Oh, do dude. they have? They don't have anything that's coming out in the, the fall. Order. Forgot about the. Which order. Which is why I, you're right. I think I think their E3 presentation is going to be PlayStation Now and Project Morpheus. Yeah. Which um, are things I'm excited about. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What are we thinking, Microsoft-wise? They're not going to do the same shit. No, I, and you know what? Connect games, <laughs> connectables no, too. I, I think the connect thing. I think that's a Phil Spencer thing. Um, 
I think that's 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 one of the things he's you know cause, because he's he's trying to bring it back to games. You know the the Xbox got into the whole the the multimedia platform type of thing, and I think he's trying to. I think I think his influence is going to make it more about games that are coming out. So hopefully, I think I think they're gonna I think they they're gonna be the to best. Spend sometimes sometime on TV though. With all the money they're putting in development, yeah. how long can you give them for their television shit? There'll be television shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're they right. have to. Yeah. With the amount of money they're putting into that. Yeah. All the new original shows that they're making. Spielberg. <laughs> that don't come cheap. No. No, <laughs> you're right. That doesn't. Yeah, they're going to make a huge fuss over Halo, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be their big thing. That's I their guess. darling. Maybe new. Maybe we'll see some stuff from the new Gears of War. There's a new Gears of War? That doesn't excite me. Yeah, it's it, it's being done by a different studio. Yeah, because Epic said it's we not, don't like Gears of War anymore. Not, yeah, it's not Epic. It's... I'm, uh, I'm not going to come up with the name. Corey is giddy like a schoolgirl right now. Over o- that overtime? Game. Yeah, it's going to overtime. Bucci overtime challenge? Oh! I like Vanek, uh, boys. I'll take Kreider for a legit goal. In case you're wondering... Impromptu. Uh, <laughs> one, the only good thing that comes out of ESPN is one of the one of the ESPN guys uh, does a, what's called Bucci Grass overtime challenge, and you, you pick a winner from each team. And uh, you pick you pick who's going to score the game winning goal, and if if you choose correctly, he set he picks random people from his Twitter feed to send shirts to, which is awesome, and it's one of my favorite things on the internet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, I almost don't want to pick a Montreal player. You don't have to. I'll take Pacioretty. I'm going Briere. I always pick a defenseman for a second. That's what I usually do too, Dan. One defenseman and one forward. Some, I either go two defensemen or no defensemen. I'm going McDonough and Gallagher. I said St. Louis and Gallagher. I went St. Louis and Briere. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. All right. Back to video games. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> E3. Oh, we were talking uh, Microsoft E3, Halo. They're going to do some TV stuff because they have to. Um, so that'll be three-fourths of their presentation. Yeah, and maybe some gears. I really hope I'm wrong and it's not going to suck, but I just feel like it is. Yeah. Do you feel like, though, when you're watching it, you might be like, all right, like get excited? Well, or... Probably. But Who knows how long that'll last after? Exactly. Yeah. Especially coming off of, you know, the, the consoles just coming out. That's like peak excitement. Yeah. You know? You can't live up to that. That's true. That's true. Well, Sony can't live up to theirs, but Microsoft could probably be theirs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a good point. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's, uh, what, two weeks? Three weeks. <laughs> E3 Watch Dogs 2 set for 2020. <laughs> two weeks from Monday. I can see I that. I took the day off. Oh, good call. Because Microsoft er- is early. Two weeks it, from Monday? I, I think everything's going to be on Twitch, right? June 9th. Yeah. I think everything's going to be on Twitch. I hope everything's on Twitch. I don't know. June 9th, which is a, is a Monday. Um, yeah, I That's the, when all the big stuff happens for the most part, right? Microsoft is morning. I think EA is midday, and then Sony's at night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nintendo has a bunch of directs sprinkled in there. They're... <laughs> They're uh, doing their thing. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. They're unofficially doing the presence. Nintendo yeah. thing. I do like that they're was it Best Buy? 
where you're going to be able to try out some of their stuff. Like, oh, like in it? E3. Yeah, they they put E3 in, like, it's either Best Buy or I think it's Best Buy, if I remember correctly. And they, they have events at, at Best Buys and where you can try out some of their some of their games they're, they're presenting. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Or not yeah, Nintendo actually just beat a patent troll. Yeah, it was right. Philips. Was it? Yep. Wow, good yep. for them then. Yeah. I was glad to see that. Nintendo doesn't need any more bad news. No. <laughs> they don't need to be sued for yeah. however so. much they're being sued for. All right, I think that's everything. Does anyone else have anything they want to mention? Thanks, thanks uh, for the feedback, remind Jake. Me, yeah, remind me midweek to put together some predictions. I'm not, I don't want to weasel out of it. Okay, yeah. I'll try and remember. I, I, I I'm very forgetful. We're all forgetful, so. All right, well, yeah, that'll do it for episode 148 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.